Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode 390 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly gaming podcast for words about games. I am your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week. I don't even know how to describe what's happening to my left. Mr. Daffod Moody. <laughs> Oddly doodly do. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's video game D. Video game D. Yeah, I'm making up words now. Get over it. How oddly doodly do. How, I hope everyone is well. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> and we're also joined by Mr. Fitz Patel. What's good, gamers? What's good, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> the awkward silence. I hope everybody's well. <laughs> That's it. Amy, brava for continuing with the rigmarole while Moody was doing whatever he was doing. <laughs> Moody can do anything do Moody in that video box, um, and he can't put me off at this point. I, I I am used to all of his shenanigans, everything that he tries to do. When he put the fucking Mass Effect helmet on, I continued with the rigmarole at one time. <laughs> the only time I ever like can't continue with the intro is if I make myself laugh. Because as I've discussed on this podcast with Moody, nobody makes me laugh more than me. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're your own harshest critic and your biggest fan. (laughs) I'm definitely my own harshest critic. There you go. Tell you that much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been making a video for the last seven months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely my own harshest critic. How's everybody doing? It's been okay. It's been a week. There's been mass panic, mass hysteria, and then oh, cats yeah, and dogs living usual. together. That's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if if only people had put that kind of effort into stuff that actually mattered, the world would be a better place. That's all I'm saying. Only more. I know it's really freaky. Thinking. Like, the whole thing has been crazy. We're in a recession. Tori's going more crazy, and the internet went even more crazier. I don't know if it, I don't know. It's very tied. I don't know if they're more crazier last week or this week after the the, the podcast thingy that everyone was reacting to. I was just like, How it was probably the most podcast? reacted podcast ever <laughs> of all time. Like it's talking. It, it's like if 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 somebody was reacting to this podcast right now, and then they started reacting to something that Moody said, but then they missed the next like three things that get said. I never, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I typed in Xbox into the in, in my YouTube search bar, like to oh to find God. to find the podcast, and I was like, "What in the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a podcast." Oops. At least it was. At least we pre-recorded, and it wasn't like doing as a YouTube pr- uh, premiere or something like that. So people could pause it if they wanted to. But the ones that I watched, they chose we'll not to. They just. Premiere. Yeah, but then mo- most people, most people choose uh, chose not to actually pause the podcast. They'll just talk over what, like Phil, Sarah, and <laughs> Phil, Sarah, and, been, and Co. and Matt Booty were talking about. Which would have been for me personally incredibly annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. But it hey, was, we're, it was we're close to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming out, so woohoo! We are closer to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, indeed, out. yeah. It's going to be interesting. Three of us are going to be playing it. 
I know I ain't gonna finish yeah. it in time. <laughs> oh no, no, there's no finishing it. I think I wasn't to do I'm a completionist run. I'm curious like who's gonna finish first between you two. <laughs> me, definitely me. My skeptical look wasn't it. Uh, three of us will be. Uh, three of us will finish it. My skeptical look is three of us will be playing it. I've heard that. Yeah, we'll start before. it. That's for sure. <laughs> I said I was gonna play it. How's Baldur's Gate three? Moody. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> hey, we. To be fair, hey, we, Ames, we've got a plan for that, haven't we? We have a plan for that. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's funny because uh, Moody, Moody, just before, just before huh? the. Don't know what you're talking don't about. Don't worry about it, Moody. Don't just, worry about it. Just before the, <laughs> just before you hit record, Moody jokingly called me manipulative, and I'm just suddenly remembering our conversation about <laughs> Yakuza like Dragon a couple of days ago in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. was like oh i might play this other game instead and i was like nope it <laughs> was like me last week talking about dino crisis no vitz uh, no <laughs> there's a game out there called like a dragon infinite wealth that we are reviewing today <laughs> we are reviewing that today it's gonna be a lot of fun um i've had a whole week to think about it but yeah side by island uh, of insight looks really cool <laughs> I've Sorry? had a whole week not to finish it. <laughs> that was the the puzzle game that uh, Island of Inside. Oh yeah, no, it did look really cool. Yeah. Like went once out, once I was like being serious, I was like, yeah. Let's... Of course, yeah, yeah. No one picked up my pun though. The game was called Islands of Insight, and I said, like, in all seriousness, like, if you do play that game, I can't wait to hear your insights on the podcast. And it, uh... everybody just skated right by, and I thought that was a pretty good one. Puns go yeah, right. That, on. That's that. That's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that, I also probably wasn't paying attention. It was a bit. You know, it was a strange. It's curious how I'm a QA tester. That's one of the main definitive things that you need to have <laughs> is attention. <laughs> yeah, you put attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> I have attention to something. And that yeah. happens detail. <laughs> the D doesn't stand for detail. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have attention, but it's closely followed the word disorder. <laughs> attention <laughs> disorder, yeah. <laughs> How's everyone's week been? Yeah, it's been okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's been, it's been slightly warmer this week here in the UK. Like <laughs> Do the cold or? <laughs> Sign of the things to come. <laughs> ah, okay. I don't, I don't like warm. I don't like hot. Yeah, we... Warm's fine. Like mm-hmm. heat. Nah, get out of here. Yeah. Last year wasn't yeah. good when it was me and Amy in this room where I'm recording from. And it was just like after we finished each episode, it was just like, open this goddamn window. <laughs> because everyone was out obviously that I live window. above a pub. And so if I open the window, all you're gonna hear is people outside <laughs> drinking, yeah, yeah. having a joyful time. And so we're just like Fetch the ice. Going, um, <laughs> get the ice. No, it's been a it's been a lot of life admin this week uh, on the phone to insurance companies asking them if they thought it was reasonable that a premium would go up sixty five percent for no apparent reason, and they didn't give a good enough answer. So we have a new insurance company now. So uh, yay for ringing people up and calling them out on their bullshit. <laughs> And every time someone asks me, like, oh, how come you don't want to learn to drive? I just I just tell one of the many stories like that. Yes. person, people who do drive, <laughs> just, I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the bus is fine. There you go. It doesn't ask me for insurance. It doesn't ask me for fuel for... money. Yeah, it doesn't ask me for road tax. <laughs> if it breaks I'm down, I don't, no I don't need to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, you know, if it breaks down, I just get off and get on the next one. Like, <laughs> I just continue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, buses <laughs> suck. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but <laughs> cheap, in a cheap way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if, if your main if your main concern is about oh no, who am I going to have to sit next to on the bus? Then okay, it's not, it's not the worst thing. No one ever wants to sit next to me on the bus. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but okay. I don't care. So like, I prefer it yeah. that way. So like, I'm fine with it. I don't mm-hmm. know what my aura is that I give off, but whatever it is, I, I hope I keep doing it for the rest of my life. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, maybe think you're <clears> hearing <throat> the music coming out of my headphones. <laughs> um, I finished my video. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Like, I actually properly, legitimately, like finished it. Like, it's all edited and it's on YouTube right now, but it's not live. Yet. Not released. It's not released. I haven't released the beast. Yet. We already saw a full rough cut of it, and was yeah, like, it's going through final certification. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I figure, yeah, I just gotta figure out when when to drop it. You know, like when's the best time to drop a video about the history of game crediting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sexy, sexy topic. Yeah, the easiest thing to come up with thumbnail for. Yeah, that's why. And I throw a grenade into the gaming waters. See, see what happens. If people can somehow get mad about that. <laughs> Like, I got mad at you reviewing Stadia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get mad at me for reviewing Stadia. <laughs> that did happen. Like, people got mad at you for liking Mass Effect Andromeda. They get mad at me for liking Mass mm. Effect Andromeda. People got mad at you for giving Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, Odyssey the Seven. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was Origins. Origins, Origins. Yeah, it was was, wasn't it? Uh, I also gave Odyssey uh-huh. a seven, but no one got Odyssey, mad at yeah. me for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. People be mad at me a lot in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Point, I'll say that. I've never been point mad at taken. You. Bullshit. About <laughs> your opinions on video games, I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like you do you. My, my credit video is not an opinion. It is a series of well-researched facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe too well-researched. Irrefutable <laughs> facts at that. Yeah. Oh, I love the fact what you're in it. I won't spoil it, but like you, you get you get something done in your video. Which you is really, get really something good, done in my so. video. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was an experience. Well, I'll talk more about it after, on a podcast after I release it. Because holy fucking shit, I got something done in that video. Um, but yeah, no, fuck. It's just, it's a weird feeling. It's like I sat down at my computer yesterday thinking, okay, what do I need to, to work on? And I opened the timeline and, and, and stuff. And then I sat there for 30 seconds and then I went, oh yeah, it's done. What do I do now? I don't to pass Amy. <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> Let me go in the left and see how many old game consoles that are salvageable. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah. Wow, they don't look good on a 40-inch LCD high-definition TV. <laughs> good God. Are you having to do, like, composite to HDMI type things and yeah, stuff I like that? Yeah, I bought an right. adapter. Like, uh, uh, was it the red, green, yellow? No, red, white, and yellow. 
to okay, yeah, to yeah. HDMI. so then the the coaxial, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's a PS2 on a Wii. Yeah, um, I remember the the PS2. I managed to get some composite cables for it, so it had the red, blue, green all split out, and then it had the two audio nice. I lines. Need, I need to. I need to open. I need to watch a YouTube video on how to like open up the PS2 because it definitely needs like cleaning. Cleaning? Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. You can look at the fan, like the, you know how the vent on the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that going, <laughs> holy shit! And I got a Q-tip, and I thought maybe I can just like poke the dirt in the dirt. It was so like encrusted, <laughs> it wasn't moving, and I was like, I need to open this thing up <laughs> and uh, really clean it. Maybe you should invest in, in one of these uh, compressed air. Well, it's not compressed, but it's just like a blower type situation. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I have what Amy has. I need to clean my piece in. I need to yeah, do that. I might do that tomorrow. PS2 is more than two decades old. I'm scared if I blow air, air through it at too fast a velocity, it's just going to crumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wants to play games on it. I do so she can bring it down here much. for me to play Dino Crisis. <laughs> I'm scared about it. I would be terrified of that making the trip. <laughs> <laughs> like like it'll be it would be in my it would be in my backpack i wouldn't put it in the big bag that goes in the coach underneath the thing it would be like i'd be, I'd be like that holding it all <laughs> yes. the way down <laughs> yeah, but then you'll just us and everyone will be like what's she got there <laughs> it's a bomb no it's not a bomb it's just a playstation 2 <laughs> I cleaned it, so it's okay. I've cleaned it, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna play Dino Crisis. I don't have Dino Crisis. Like I found the folder, the big folder, the CD folder full of all the games. Dino Crisis wasn't in there, so I don't know where that went. I was shout out to you finding your Gran Turismo disc. Some fucking random ass <laughs> games in there. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I've, I've got Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. On PS4. No, yeah. I've got Metal Gear Solid. I've got still got Bushido Blade. I've got all the Resident Evils. <laughs> of course you do. I've got Code Veronica. I've got Outbreak. <laughs> I've got fucking... Oh, Outbreak. I remember Outbreak. I got Outbreak. I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I was a stupid kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got like Air Combat. I've got Ridge Racer Revolution. I've got like. Okay, let's say it properly. The person respect on the name. You've got Ridge <laughs> Racer. Oh, you have to go Ridge, Ridge Racer. <laughs> um, I've got GameCube games. I've got like I've basically got the 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 like quintessential GameCube collection. <laughs> I've got so, Met Metroid Prime, your... fucking Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. <laughs> basically, Amy's just sitting on a fortune. She's not sold it on ebay yet <laughs> i'm gonna play it i'm gonna play it i've only got one week despite the fact that it was a wii that i dug out i've only got one wii game and it's wii fit plus <laughs> <laughs> so i imagine like the bind it's all like cd shaped and then all the all the sleeves and whatnot do your gamecube discs not just flayed around in there then no because i know that they're in there and i'm very very careful with it <laughs> oh, okay right <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they would. Friends, if, yeah, friends uh, who didn't necessarily have a GameCube, uh, the discs were tiny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go and get one. They were oh, little, yeah. they're little dinky, dinky discs. Yeah. Yeah. What the uh, Nintendo thought they were the future, aren't they? They're thinking they're yeah. going to get rid of CDs because they're that big. So we're yep. going to get we're going to get ahead of the curve. And we're going to go for the small ones. 
Like it did not work out. Never mind people Best out there people. not seeing, not not having seen a GameCube disc before. They might not have seen one of these before. <laughs> <laughs> this is a folder. Yeah, this, this is this is where the games this, live. <laughs> this is like when you you hold up a three and a half inch floppy disk and it's like, how did you three D print the save icon? Out of Moody's favorite game franchise. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, hello. Yeah. <laughs> All it needed was a, a run mechanic, and it would have been great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got one PS3 game, and I've never owned a PS3, so I don't know why I have a copy of Heavy Rain, but I have a copy oh, of Oh, of Heavy all the Rain. games to have. <laughs> the oh, origami killer. Not only, not only have I oh, never Jason. owned a PS3, but I don't Jason. like Heavy Rain. <laughs> so I don't know where I got that from. Jason! But yeah, yeah, check it a GameCube disc. <laughs> oh, look at the little cutie. <laughs> Metroid Prime as well. What a fucking game. That oh, that's was. a brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Who needs the remaster on the Switch? I own there it. There you go. <laughs> I just don't have a GameCube. <laughs> that's funny, though. You don't have a GameCube, but you almost bought a Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes you don't look <laughs> gift horses in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mooney, he's a blast from the past. <laughs> oh, smeg. <laughs> uh, for audio listeners, Amy's holding up a copy of Formula 197. Like, I got tons uh, of stuff in here. Like, it goes on. Famously, on. the year where Michael Schumacher was excluded from the championship after he tried to off Jack Villeneuve in Hareth in the final round. Fitz's Ooh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. <laughs> oh, old one. But, um, classic. 2006. The one I really want to, the one I really want to dig, dig into is this. It'd be hockey in it. No, it's a demo disc Ooh. from issue sixty-three of a magazine. We don't, don't, you don't know what's on magazine. it, do you? I don't know what's you don't on know this. Only <laughs> <laughs> one way to find nine. out, right? Final um, Crisis Three. <laughs> it, could, it could be a demo for any game, anything, anything on here for play <clears> for PlayStation. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if this is the demo disc from the, my story about Resident Evil Two? <laughs> It's. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you because uh, uh, what do you think of the cards the, of their front cards that were revealed? Uh, Have you seen? Any I mean, it's a, it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of smoke and mirrors. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, some was, some of yeah. the livery some of the liveries are god awful, uh, and uh, some of them are better than others. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think everybody's holding their cards to the chest until. Uh, we go testing in Bahrain next week, uh, and then we'll be ready for the Grand Prix like uh, in early March. So, uh, looking forward to it. obviously the the news of Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari next year is uh, kind of a bombshell, but it all just smacks of uh, misdirection. So, obviously everyone was angry at F1 for uh, rejecting Andretti's offer to come in at 2026, and they thought, oh, we need a we need a new story here to to. Uh, to dangle a red rag to uh, to distract everybody. So it's all right, let's, let's leak the Lewis Hamilton news. Because <laughs> none of the teams are ready to, to leak that news. So yeah, it's all, all right, F- politic, okay, politics. F- everyone's still talking about that. Uh, but Red Bull is our biggest winners. So uh, it's the 20th year now that starts talking about Christian Horner. What's Christian Horner done? Uh, 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 yeah, so allegedly, uh, I say allegedly, so we allegedly, don't know all the yeah. facts. Uh, uh, as we <laughs> as we understand it, uh, some Dutch publications uh, today have released some details that uh, he was sending sexually charged WhatsApp messages to his assistant. Uh, 
the employee in question has been on sick leave ever since, but is uh, you know going through the the full uh, legal process and trying to get it taken to UK court. Uh, but yeah, he was at the launch uh, yesterday for the RV twenty and yeah. saying you know he denies all the allegations, all the rest of it. But uh, yeah, hopefully justice will be served and. Uh, you know, if they're found to do been doing terrible the things, then it, yeah. they'll get the proper yeah. punishment. Mm-hmm. That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a false one, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Which, no, I love the Mercedes. I'll say that I love the combination of black and silver. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. Was, it was it was so I, I awkward. Was... Lewis being there for the launch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. So, Lewis, you're leaving us this year, next yeah. year. <laughs> Yeah, man, I gotta go where my heart's good. My heart is. And then he just, <laughs> he, Toto turns to George like, "You're my favorite son now." <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna happen unless this Mercedes is incredible and Lewis is just dominating. Please, for God's sakes, please have some sort of fight this year. People seem to forget that Max Verstappen is a thing. <laughs> he almost went like twenty-four for twenty-four last season. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah. If they've got a anyway. half a car, what they had last year, it could be 2024 20, 20, again. Well, this is it. It looks like a, a, a bold design of what they're doing. And uh, we'll see, again, what the smoke and mirrors of what car actually rolls out in Bahrain uh, for, for testing. So and even then, uh, we won't yeah. really know until the first race. And even then, we probably yeah. won't really fully know. So Because McLaren yeah. started really badly last year. They sure did, but I hope, uh, obviously, Lando and Oscar say that they hit the ground running this time around and not end up with a pair of P17s to to start off the year with, because that'll be really bad. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what the more sports... is <laughs> Yep. Like a dragon. Ooh. Infinite wealth. So I hear. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> friends, I, I almost got, I almost debated myself to get in the wrong like a dragon <laughs> over, the, <laughs> over this week. True. There were so, so many games called Like a Dragon. <laughs> they changed the name of the franchise. Well, they did change they it. Showed... it was yeah, they showed. Yeah, they reverted back to yeah. <laughs> they changed yeah, it this... in the last, and it caused a kerfuffle because they called the last mm-hmm. like Yakuza Like a Dragon. So it was like, oh. Yeah, but <laughs> then there's Like a Dragon Ishin and Like a Dragon, the man who writes his name. And I was asking Amy, okay, which one of these games do I actually need? And it's like, none of them. Neither. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Uh-huh. I got you. But we're not here to talk about any of those three games. <laughs> we're no. here to talk about Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth that came out uh, like three weeks ago at this point, I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, January. It's... Just, to, just to kick things off, can you run through uh, how long each of you uh, played this game for, what your like runtime was at the end of the day, and then we can kick up into some initial thoughts. According to I have my, not finished it yet. I just want to state okay. that. According to my PS5 clock, 82 hours. But I okay. imagine some of that was like AFK time. Yeah, yeah. Right now on my clock, it says 41 hours in. On Fair enough. And I think, um, yeah. So you get your money's worth then. <laughs> If hours, if hours to dollars is your you conversion, you're, you're making your head. Right. Hours to dollars, <laughs> fuck, forget hours to dollars. Entertainment to dollars. There you yeah, go. Just, you get your is, money's worth. Yeah, it's pure In the first ten minutes. Yeah. 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 I would give so. It starts with a serious thing at the beginning, which we won't spoil. 
but, um, spoilers. but as soon as you get to Ishiban, which is pretty fast, it's just like full bonkers. And it, yeah, and it just it, it, the the opening's like basically catches you back up of Ichi, Ichiban, of like who he is and how he who yeah, he is as a character. Yeah, it's been like but... three and a half years since the previous game, and this is what yeah. Ichiban's and then the, and and all the dorks that he was hanging around with are up to, and then it's, it's circumstances transpire, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're off. He on ends up in Hawaii. He ends up in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, as I understand from the. The reveal trailer, he's naked up he, in Hawaii. He does end up <laughs> yeah, naked. Yeah, naked. At one yeah, point, he does. he does. There you go. There's something for in this game. Full on naked. Not even like a top. That that moment is fun, funny, but it's not even, but for the, me, it's not even in like the more, top yeah, 10. There's more, yeah. <laughs> the funniest things that happen in this game. It's like smart marketing from them because that's just like crazy. Just gets you straight into it straight away because like that's basically the trailer we saw when we when yeah. it was revealed last year. Um, them showing him naked in Hawaii, and he's I think naked uh, in America. Like those were the yeah, two things. A, yeah, yeah, it was really well done, and yeah, it's. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm basically I think I'm on the same like, wave length for Amy of that. This this Thinking, is just yeah. a goddamn awesome video game. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. Like if we're doing doing our, our opinions, yeah, I would like to start with the combat. Because if you'll cast your minds back to our fantasy critic draft when this game came up, and we were talking about, oh, you know how could it like, how 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 could its score improve um, from the previous one? And I said, all you need to improve is the combat <laughs> from the last game because the previous game's combat was okay for like their first attempt at a turn-based combat like RPG combat system. But if they like focus down, if they've focused down in the past three four years and improved that combat they're, they're on one banger and they focused on and improved on that combat <laughs> like Hell yes. big style so like it's a turn-based um game sort of like um it's like if you imagine like the the third person brawler but like instead of like you know it's just it, it's zoomed out like that it's not like everybody's standing in a line like a persona or whatever yeah um but the captain the job system, which we'll talk, I'll talk about later, um, and they kept the the elemental weaknesses, so like enemies will will be weak to electricity, fire, water, slashing, uh, bludgeoning, and gun, <laughs> which is an element in this game. And uh, hell yes, <laughs> um, and they kept that stuff in, which worked really well. But what they've done is in the previous game it's gonna be really weird because i want to refer to the previous game as like a dragon because that was its subtitle <laughs> this yeah, game so is called the, like a dragon but in the, the previous game is yakuza like, like a dragon. yakuza like Correct. dragon in, yeah. in the previous game um you were kind of like static so when it was one of your character's turns they didn't move like at all you, you did yeah. just stood there until you did the thing like whatever input you did whereas in this one you get a limited range of movement um so you can like move them around freely yeah, positioning becomes really, really important in the game. Yeah, um, yeah and that just unlocks just one of the most satis- like an incredibly satisfying combat system because you can you can hit an enemy and knock them back into a wall for extra damage, or you can hit okay, them yeah, yeah. into their other friends to damage all of them, or you can hit them into one of your party members and to get a follow up attack. So, like, you'll hit them, they'll do damage, and they'll go in slow motion, and then, like, you just, bam, you'll get another attack. Um, and then they'll go <laughs> flying off and maybe hit all of their friends from the from that angle. It's like playing snooker. 
um, you can move to stand next to one of your other party members to do a combo attack. <laughs> <laughs> and then knock them about and maybe ball them through their enemies or into a combo or into a wall and like 82 hours <laughs> and it was never boring <laughs> to do a fight Hell yes whereas i feel like Love in the previous that. game which you only played for about 50 um and finished um yeah but like on I christmas feel like, day on christmas day but like i feel like, like <laughs> i finished it and then i watched the doctor who christmas special it was a great christmas but the I feel like the combat will go a bit stale after a certain amount of time. Whereas this, just from that one change, and then all of the the change, all of like the dominoes that that one change knocked over, just made this combat feel great. It never, it it always felt fucking fantastic to just kick some guy across the arena to have another one of my party members fucking smash him in slow motion, and then just to watch him careen off and go into his into his friends and damage all like that always felt good. <laughs> Yeah, the combat system is very special, especially like you just you got a well but if you get a well balanced team, which basically you do pretty fast, which is really, really good. Um you can really get through to you can really have really some fun banter with, with the characters in it and everything. Mm. It's just yeah, it is really, really well done. It's like it, it's smooth, it's like it's the smallest of changes, but that small change makes a big difference. That just makes the opens like what Amy says, the combat to a whole new level. Of just awesomeness and it's just like yeah so do you get the really do you get a same or an increased amount of variety when it comes to weapons so of the few uh clips of uh yakuza that i've seen in the past kind of thing you'll have a section where you know your baseball bat is no match for my bicycle and this man is hurling a bicycle in this man's face <laughs> and he gets knocked out is is there is there that kind of zaniness when it comes to like improvised weapons and things like that uh yeah so one of the things you can do is and this was from the older brawler games is like you could always like push it. It was like a, called a heat action, I think. It's in judgment right. as well. Like, and if you if you're standing next to a bicycle, you push the button and he does the bicycle attack. Yeah, because you can move now in this game. You there there are environmental objects like bicycles. Oh, awesome. okay, yeah. So you can walk up to that and use that as your weapon instead, like if you really want to. But um, as far as like weapons go, it's tied to the job system. So okay. like. Ichiban starts out as the hero class. Um, and so the hero class's weapon is a baseball bat, but you'll have like the, the action star job, for example, you know, is nunchucks. Um, okay. It's about like, it's like a, a Final Fantasy VII upgrade style where it's like it, all of the weapons are nunchucks, but like you can keep finding or buying like better ones. Yeah. Or yeah. upgrading. Or upgrading them, yeah. Awesome. And the jobs are really cool as well. <laughs> Like you can, yeah. The jobs are very unique. Yeah, you can really go for some crazy uh, combinations uh, for your characters and everything for it. Um, yeah, it's really, really cunning. Yeah, especially so you... with uh, skill inheritance as well, because like you can yeah. level up a job for, for for a character to like job level or whatever, and you mm. unlock a bunch of abilities like skills and abilities and stuff and then switch them to another job but they'll have a certain number of skill inheritance slots so you can take skills from that job and keep them and then combine them with like the, the awesome. skills from the next job so you can like have a white and black mage if you're going off that type of terminology yeah. you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, that's Which what it's really based on right you know, it's based yeah, basically, on like dragon yeah. quest games yeah um so yeah it's the thing that, I, that I've shouted out for this thing, for the, for like a dragon infinite wealth, is that kept, kept me pushing and going for playing the game and everything, even though I've slowed off a little bit more just because of my own, my own thing in my life, um, is the characters. 
characters are so well written. The writ the story so far to what I can tell is so well written. The characters are so well flushed out. Um I can understand if people may not get on real well with these type of games. It is very anime. It is a very it's a full on bonkers anime story that will you where you may think, okay, what a lot of cogs are going off all at the same time here. But it all lands pretty well to what I've seen. Amy, you'll be able to no more than me, obviously. No, it does. It lands. It. it lands. It definitely lands. Yeah. Um, like, uh, there's a character in this game. I get, I've only played, like, the last Like a Dragon game with the first one with Ichiban and Lost Judgment 2. There's only get, only uh, the, the studio's games I've played of them. Uh, so there's a character, or, or, and apart from um, Ishin last year, Ishin was one of the first ones I played last year. Um, but there's a character in this one who's like been a mainstay throughout the entire for all the games pretty much and he has a story arc in here that i don't know much about him whatsoever but somehow i am feeling emotional for his story arc and i don't know anything about him i don't have the richness of what everyone else would have who's played Mm -hmm. every single yakuza yakuza game with that character and it's just I'm still getting emotional, so I can only imagine what those gamers who have know everything are going through with this character, and it's really well done. So it's like, yeah, they're doing a re- they've done a really good job of the yeah. story on this game. It was in the it was in the trailers, so um, like he was in this game, uh, yeah, because it's a dual protagonist system. So for the first seven chapters or so, like Ichiban is the is the protagonist, and then mm-hmm. some shit goes down. It's incredibly intense and one of the, mm-hmm. my favorite moments in the game. Um, and then they separate. So Kiryu, the protagonist from yep. the, pr- the previous like uh, Yakuza games. Um, this has... was a fellow in the gray suit, red shirt. Yes. He has okay. his own storyline and you kind of mm-hmm. flip back and forth between the two parties for the rest of the game. Um, and I was like, I was really digging the first seven chapters. And then when they did the, the split, I was like... I don't know about this one, Chief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I was as well. And then, I admit that. I yeah, I was that. like, oh, I don't know about this. Um, and then like... So the same thing about The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> it was fine. It was <laughs> you, fine. you know what? That's actually a really good analogy. <laughs> it is actually a good analogy, though. It really is, because you're doing this one thing that you've done for so many hours, and you're thinking, okay, we're ready. Let's go. Time to... Probably not finish, but you're like, you didn't realize, like, oh, now we're going to do... I was throwing this whole new separate story in, which is going to mm. enhance the experience even more. So they've done a, yeah, so, it works really well. Uh, talk to me about uh, how the story is delivered and if it's different from how it's done previously. So as I understand it, it's quite text heavy in terms of uh, how previous games uh, shook out. And w- oh, this might be the, the, the same case kind of thing where uh, the, the player is, is asked to, to read, you know, paragraph from paragraph, paragraph. There is uh, some uh, cutscenes which are voice acted. And I un- understand all the, the, the VO is done in Japanese, uh, and that might be the the, the case. Where I might have that wrong kind of thing. But uh, it, how how was that delivered, and uh, is that something that resonated with yourselves? It's a very cutscene yeah, cool. game, um, okay, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, when you're in the main story, like it it harkens back to like classic games um, where it's like you'll you'll hit a, you'll do a bunch of a bunch of like gameplay, and then you'll hit mm. you'll might hit like five or ten minutes of cutscene. <laughs> And before you're also, back in control again. Sure. Ultimately, when it comes to it, is a very text heavy as well. But that's more on if you do the side quests. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you concentrate on a lot of the side quests, yeah, it's going to be very text heavy. But and I'm 
massively against like text heavy things i always have been like mm. it's just i lose i lose interest in the games for for me so it's very hard for me to to keep yeah. going into the game and everything but thankfully they balance it out with uh where it is text heavy but when it comes to the parts where it's like we need to hit a certain point here for emotion wise it's voice acted you hear in and everything and it's so well done amy knows what i'm talking about and everything and simultaneously the most absurd and emotional thing in the game at yeah the it's same bonkers time. but it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're laughing and crying basically at the same time and it's really well done and yeah so when they wanted to really hit home certain feelings or elements or themes for the stories of the side stories you go full voice acted and everything for yeah. it and it's really well done brilliant um so for me it's like yeah so you can like probably get past this text heavy part I just not doing the side quests, but I would you employ you to do the, the side quests. Not just for level help leveling leveling your character up, but just for just enriching in the story even more. So yeah. Yeah, it's a nice um I wanna get back to the main stuff in a bit, but the doing all like the different side stories. Not the the full on like fucking other games that are in it, just like the sub stars. <laughs> the game within a game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's like, like ten games within this there's, thing. <laughs> there's such a variety of like tones and moods and and like different things to do. Like, like you don't feel like you're doing like the same thing forty times. Um, as someone who unlocked the trophy for more than forty sub stars, <laughs> like you don't feel you've done the same thing forty times. Um, and it it's like it's side content that feels like it might like put people put thought into it um or like it's side content that feels like it matters and you can say that about a lot of the side content as well but coming back to the to sort of like the main stuff yeah yeah like when when the game knows when summit's gonna hit like a specific type of emotion like whether it's gonna be emotional whether it needs to be epic whether it needs to be awesome whether it needs to be scary like you know like whether it needs to be tense and it always manages to nail every single thing that it's trying to do um throughout the story um and the voice acting is phenomenal uh the english i, I played it in english um, uh, yeah yeah across the board great stuff uh, talk to me about some of these side games then. So what I understand of uh of the Yakuza games of old is uh you know, you you're uh you're this Yakuza and you're doing gangster stuff, but you know, twenty minutes later you might end end up in a karaoke bar or you know, take your game uh, take your mind off all of the, the murder that you've done with a nice game of Mahjong and stuff like that. So t- talk to me about those. <laughs> go on, mate, you can go for it. Um, basically, that's all still in there for you to okay. be able to do if you want to do that. Again, it is very, it's optional. I've mm. never done it. I never did any of it, really. Um, but there's two two new story elements, or uh, mechanic elements that they've added to this, and they're literally pulled from um, Pokemon and, um, what's the Animal one? Crossing. Animal Crossing, basically. And these are, they, they did obviously a massive uh, 30 minute reveal of at least one of them, which yep. is where you you will end up on another island uh, from from Hawaii, where you can basically ha- uh, to make it up into your own tourist area where you can help um, <clears throat> uh, basically just make it into your own place where you can get, uh, make your farm place to get all these items you need. Money, basically. In everything, yeah, you can turn it into a resort. Um, it's not for me. It, I'd started it because you have to get through certain parts before you can get back to the back yeah. to Hawaii and back to the main story. Um, it's not for me personally. Anyone who loves it, 
Fair play to you, and yeah. I won't go, go for it. And it's the same goes for the Pokemon thing. It's basically you're catching, you're catching capturing humans. Yeah. Question, you're you're um, you're in, recruiting you're a team. You're recruiting a team uh, by basically giving them a gift to say, "Yo, come play." <laughs> type come, of thing. Come fight for me uh, in, in this. Um, fight for me, yeah. Pokemon League, Pokemon Pokemon League, and yeah, it's uh not for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> as the as our resident Pokemon expert, <laughs> it feels like as someone who didn't really touch either either side, either of those two, which is like the they're the big beefy side things. Mm. It feels like if I wanted to engage with either one of them, like I would have a good time. But yep. where I was at and like what I was trying to accomplish playing the game, I was just like, you know, like I was. It was fun to to do the side quest that led to unlocking the feature. Uh, which isn't actually it's classed as a side quest but you have to do it um to like progress the main quest but like this is this is every every triple a game at the moment in terms of oh we've got fort condor in like uh final fantasy 7 intermission and now it's going to be a regular thing in the main game and you're gonna have to play one game of it yeah like Um, you have to play one game of it i was like it's fun enough where it's like if i wanted to engage with it i feel like i would have a good time with it um and it was the same with the with the Animal Crossing thing. Like I I engage with a ton of side stuff in the in this game. Like there's so yeah. many different layers of of side content in the game. Like you've got those two things. You've got the dungeons, which there's two main locations in the game. So you've got two different dungeons that you can run through. Um, uh, there's all of the mini games that still have been in the series the in- this entire time since it was in. Like you can go to the batting cages and play a baseball mini game. There's a golf mini game. Mm-hmm. You can go to the arcades and play old Sega games, classic Sega games, <laughs> like Super Hang On and stuff yeah. like that. Absolutely, yeah, 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 let's yeah. go. They're all yeah. in the game. Um, and there's also like this this open world activities where it's like you know like you can you can there's there's a there's an app where you just walk around saying aloha to people and it like automatically friends them and builds up this uh this meter of, of friendship or like when you're in yokohama you can run around and there'll be citizens who are in trouble and you can go and beat <laughs> shit out of the people who are like harassing just them like and, spider-man but what's really cool about all of these about all of these systems is and i've touched on this in my funny story last week uh, about the game is that like all of the side stuff feeds into mechanics of the game it's not like the 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 wandering around finding trouble and rescuing people like it's not just there because oh we need something for the player to do because we're worried their attention will wander if they're just walking down the street it's there Mm. because it gives you something that you can then use to do something else like in that specific instance it levels up kiryu's uh can't remember what it's called the body spirit and soul whatever it was called which unlocks his lifelinks which is a series of side stories for kiri that i was very motivated to unlock invested in yeah, yeah. yeah i was very invested in that so i was like cool like this gives me the reason to just whack on a youtube video run around the town and just beat all these people up get all of the things unlock another lifelink and experience something that i wanted to experience and like that's for the whole like all the side stuff feeds back into itself into the game in some way. And mm. that's what's awesome about it. Like too many open world games for me personally, like just have a lot of things to just fill time. Yes. Like and just a lot waste of busy work. time. And it doesn't do anything. So like it's not fun to engage with. Because the running around beating people up, um, 
like just in, engaging in these one-off combat encounters it's not really that fun or engaging <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean but like because it's 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 in service of doing something else it's like okay cool i'm motivated to do this i want to do this so i'm gonna go and fucking do this um and that's that's where the the difference lies in terms of like i'll play this game and i'll fucking demolish so much of the of the yeah. open world content in it because i'm just like yeah i need to fucking level this thing up or i need to i need to get this upgrade material so i can build a better weapon or i need to unlock this other this other job so that i can give it to this other you know what i mean it just at all yeah, yeah. there's always no. there's always a reason for me to do something that's really good to hear because i think one of the criticisms leveled at uh let's say final fantasy 16 is that whilst there are a number of side quests not all of them uh give great story beats or you know add anything to the the characters and the, and the rewards are, are kind of so 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 it's really good to see that uh these are more kind of fleshed out and more involved yeah um uh, so yeah that, great. that's really the, cool the, yeah the side quests themselves like are different like nothing i was talking about was a side quests like the side quests yeah, themselves yeah. are completely separate from this as well and you can just do them or not and it doesn't matter because you yeah. don't get that much for, you don't actually get that much reward from them mm-hmm but what you get is an awesome or a funny or an emotional story. Like it's like it's like a short story. Yeah. That you get told across like multiple sometimes mm-hmm. like multiple like encounters and stuff. And they're just fucking great. Like they're worth doing on their own. It's like The Witcher Three, where it's like, you yes. know, you're massively over leveled for a ton of the side quest stuff, but you still go and do it because you want to you experience gotta return that, that frying story. pan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the frying pan one. Here, your frying pan. Whereas, like, yeah, in, like, Dragon, it was exactly the same. It was just like, oh, I want to do this. I want to fucking run into all of the little speech bubble icons because it's like, yeah, I've got to do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's so dense with stuff to do that it's hard. It, like, I keep remembering things that I haven't talked about yet, like the bond levels. So, like, you build up bond levels with all of your party members. Okay. By... Just having them in your party, <laughs> like yep. doing fights and it levels up. Um, or by like there's Bond Bingo where it's like you find spots on the map to have a short conversation with them. And then as you fill this bingo card in, like it like every time you get bingo, it like levels their bond up. And then those unlock drink links, which uh you go to a bar because the bar is like your main home base. And right. you have and there's like a side quant, there's like a whole side story for like each of your party members <laughs> so it's like you start grinding out your bond levels because it's like well i want to know what happens next um and they're just great scenes like you you don't get shit from you get a lot of money from finishing them like the the yeah, final yeah. step um but like you don't get any like huge it's a journey ones. rather than the destination which like, is yeah, the, it's the like no point. i want to yeah. see what's going on with Hitachi. no i want to see where this side quest leaves me for for Jungi Han like all the characters it's just like I want to spend more time with these characters that's my that's my reward (laughs) for grinding this content out the the true test of any game set in a real life location how much do you want to go to Hawaii oh I text Mooney that (laughs) he he texts me um after we'd had the game for just the weekend the first weekend and he was like oh how you find it and I was like I want to go to Hawaii (laughs) like right now (laughs) yes (laughs) out here looking at flights <laughs> and like it's not like 
you you think like a game set in Hawaii, oh, you know, you get the glitz and the glamour mm. and and the, and the 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 front that's put on like a, a resort place, and you get that. But like the thing that both of the Yakuza games that I've played, this one and the previous one, do really well is like they touch on so much stuff. So like there's a lot of stuff in 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 the story of the themes of of things like colonization and homelessness and joblessness mm. um and it's all really like woven into this narrative quite well um like you don't just visit honolulu fucking beach and hang out on yes. the beach it's yeah, like yeah. no no you, you get into that seediness and the underbelly of of what's here awesome i don't know that's really good to Really good to hear that there's definitely some substance rather than just all just glitz and glam kind of no, thing. No, so. there's... Hell yeah. If there's one thing I've learned about, I've played... If you count the Judgment series, I've played four of these. Four mm. of these games at this point, uh, there's so much substance. Like, I get, like, if you watch a trailer or something for it, like, because the the more fantastical or absurd elements of the of the games, like, tend to lead the marketing because that's the kind of thing yep. that makes people pay attention. Um, like, you might sort of get this idea that it's style over substance but like mm-hmm. no these games have so much substance <laughs> to them yeah. it's it's it, it, they're so deep like with what they talk about uh, i mean it can be both right it can be 100 percent certified bananas and also have like a great story to tell well it's like me and me we talking about that one side quest um where it's both at the same time mm. like it, it, it's one it's absurd and then it's heartfelt and then it's absurd again and then the ending is both cranked up to 11. Yes. <laughs> uh, so if people out there in Listen Land are looking at uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, uh, but they want to dip their toe in uh, a little Yakuza first, would you advise they jump in at this game? Or would you advise that they uh, go to Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is available on Xbox Game Pass, uh, first? I would say go Like a Dragon. Okay, that, that's many. That's many answers. Did you say Yakuza like a dragon? <laughs> First Ichiban game. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yes. For for me, as someone, and even I am not like I've played all of the Yakuza games. Like, yeah. There's, I think there's four ways you can start. I think you can start with Infinite Wealth, mm-hmm. but I think it hits a lot better if you don't. Like, I mean, the sure. f- the first seven chapters of of Infinite Wealth are like Ichiban with an entirely new party, <laughs> no, <laughs> like no, no, from the previous yeah. game. So it is set up in a way where it's like it gets you into the story with new characters, but then like you know you start getting into like oh you, the old characters are come back and then it's like it's like oh yeah, see, and he- things hit more when it's like I remember this like a lot of the side quests in in this game are direct sequels to side quests from the previous game <laughs> and you're gonna get a lot awesome. more out yeah, of them yeah, yeah. if you remember what happened the last time with the giant robot vacuum cleaner but and there's <laughs> also like story elements that that happened in the first one that carry over into the second one, like just of just like between the main characters and everything. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Um, and the main story understand. is a direct sequel to the events of the previous game as well. A thousand percent. It's great to hear that. So we hear like from uh, the marketing going on f- by Square Enix for Rebirth of, oh, it doesn't matter if you play Remake. No, it, it does matter that you play Remake and you're going to get a lot more out of it kind of thing. <laughs> sure, there's going to be a recap thing, but yeah, play Remake first. So, uh, no, the, for, for sure. And I know we were joking about this at the start, but I will uh, try Yakuza Like a Dragon and not Like a Dragon Nation and then be confused why we're in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, like Yakuza Like a Dragon is a great place to, to jump in for sure. Um, 
Yeah. And then you've got an entire sequel, which is even bigger <laughs> than yeah. that game. And who knows? By the, by the time we get done with uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, maybe Infinite Wealth will come to Game Pass as well. So I'd be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want like the best poise experience like to go to the first Ichiban game, then I would probably go, because there's two protagonists in this game in Infinite Wealth, yeah, yeah. go to... The man who erased his name because that's a very short experience but it does kind of like give you the backstory of of a uh, remind me his name again sorry Kiryu yeah it is kind of uh, like and a then bridge going between into, the two games yeah yeah it's pretty much a bridge because it tells you where was he basically at certain parts and then and then yeah it's um then infinite wealth those are probably, okay, probably so the best three games yeah because like a far. dragon man who erased his name then infinite wealth that yeah the in that order i mean i didn't play yeah, that, the man who erased his name and still like and I only played so I only yeah, played 100%, so percent but so. to to your point you're going to get more out of it and uh, I mean if you want to get the uh, most if, out if you of have. it start from Yankees to zero and work forwards <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that we got rebirth <laughs> You can play you can play like 10 fucking RPG games in in 2 weeks can't you Vince <laughs> I mean there's only one way to find out right It's one a day yeah, piece yeah. of cake You've done by 2025 I think uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, were there any other bits that you'd like to get to that uh, you, we haven't touched on yet? Uh, yeah, for me, um, I feel it's it, this is a negative. Basically, it's really shitty that the Sega uh, are holding a new game plus behind a paywall. Okay, it's not cool that. There's not cool whatsoever that they're doing that. Basically, so if you want new game plus, you have to pay. pay you have to buy the to limited collector's edition. Duper duper. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. And everything like that. I think that's really scummy for them and everything like that. Um Is this a is this a title that's indicative to that? So uh to Amy, to your to your playtime. It's always kind had of a lot of microtransaction it. stuff in it, but mostly yeah. just stuff you can you can ignore, but with uh, it yeah. being like a feature of the game and it's a little bit. No, no, hundred percent. I I'm with you in that in, in terms of it's a it's a scummy practice, but with a game that you can sync in theory like 80, 80 plus hours in, is New Game Plus something that a lot of people are going to... I mean, it's always nice to have the option, but is that a lot of people are going to do because you sunk so many hours into it? I don't know. I don't play games like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get I get what you're saying with that, but it's the thing. The thing is, uh, I'm probably wrong here, but I would also be very surprised if this wasn't already built into the game. Oh, yeah. It's, of, it's a feature that's taken out and then locked yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, if it's a thing that they've kept separate on a patch that that can get uploaded into it, then that's okay. And I'm borderline, and when I'm saying okay, then because it's a feature <laughs> that I think should be in the game anyway, without having to pay extra. I mean, New Game Plus is just but, one of those things; it should just be in the game, like in regardless. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. And I'm with you that it, that it's shitty. And for the deluxe edition or whatever it is that gets you this presumably that was available day one to purchase which yeah. indicates new game plus yeah. is a thing that was ready to go yeah, from the off so, yeah, so yeah yeah so uh yeah do better sega do better i think they've done that now for the last few games now i think they did it with for ishin last year i'm not mm. sure if they did it for uh the res name one that fell last fall not entirely 100 sure i don't think so I might be wrong there, but I didn't play enough of it to be able to properly look. But um, yeah, it's just a it's a scummy little thing. That's all. Uh, like I can appreciate, like I can understand from a certain point, like studios who have like left it out just so they can get the game out. 
like, yeah, like yeah. there's last Spider-Man, the Spider-Man 2 doesn't have it, but they're giving you it, and it's just in an update, it's for free and everything, so which is fantastic. If they were doing something like that, then I would have no problem with it. But yeah, putting it putting it behind for here while I think it's a bit scummy. When it, it comes is. to the microtransactions, they're not yeah, don't worry yeah. about them. They, they are them. forced upon you. <laughs> yeah. Just don't buy them. Yeah, like boom them. in your face. They don't do any of that, which is which I no. which I appreciate. No. It's not like a it's not like a Ubisoft game where like you know you log into the game and it's like hey check out our microtransaction store it's like there's one button on your smartphone like that yeah. if you push <laughs> like it will go oh microtransactions but other than yeah. that it's like it's just you wouldn't even you know want to buy the golden map that gets you all the treasures immediately nothing like just that. pay nineteen ninety nine that's that's the thing there's nothing like that in this game yeah. it's literally just um, cosmetics there's a couple of jobs. Like a couple of extra jobs in the master vacation bundle or whatever, but apart from that, there's like there's like capsules. Yeah, it's just like it's stuff you don't need. Um, but to not end on a on a on a negative note. Oh yeah, um, definitely not. Because I have one one last thing to say, which is that Ichiban Kasuga is the best video game protagonist of the last ten years. Wow, (laughs) he's banging. There's no doubt about that. I haven't finished the game, so I'm not gonna put my stamp on that yet but he is an he awesome does, character no he d- in the, at the end of the game he does the most ichiban thing you could possibly think ichiban would i can do. believe that i really can i really can <laughs> which just makes me kind of want to play this i kind of now to say fuck off guys finish off the podcast by yourselves i'm gonna play this go game. for it i mean I'll, I'll i'll hold down the fort go play go play like dragon um no he is such a fucking amazing protagonist in a yeah, sea yeah, yeah, of yeah. like triple a open world prestige rpgs that are trying to like make the characters all like ooh, nuanced and ooh, you know maybe they're a bit of a dick it's like ichiban is the purest soul and it's just so refreshing to like control him like the effect he can have on on other people is incredible he's just so positive and passionate and accepting of everybody and i mean everybody and this is in the trailer so like i don't really i don't really consider it no spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. The, the, after you get kiryu in your party the first two characters that you recruit to your party are a guy who holds him up at gunpoint and tries to rob him and the person who's responsible for dumping him on the beach naked <laughs> yeah that's just the kind of guy he is there you go <laughs> And, he, and, like, and if, he makes a, if he makes a mistake, he owns it. He doesn't yep. hide behind it. He just he owns it. And then he goes to and fix it. And he just cracks it. on. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, just cracks he do, on. He doesn't sit around. Yeah. He whines and bitches about it, but then he's just like, smacks his face and then go, boom, let's go and fix this shit. And it's, that's how it is. Yeah. He's just a really well done, brilliantly written character, which is also helped by awesome supporting characters. Yeah, all of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, I think, I think what obviously elevates even more is because he has that supporting cast, which is just so good. Put put on top of the amazing side quests that can really just hit home for you, that are really, really good. And yeah, it's uh, there's some things that obviously just didn't work for me, but oh, they're in there, and I'm kind of happy that they are in there because it's like it may not be something for me, but it's not just it's not taken away from the game for me you know yep. the game is still mm. high for me it's like i still would say this is an awesome game go out and buy it don't worry about these two elements that maybe not work for me and amy but heck if you buy it it may work for you you know it's like especially if yeah. you're a massive fan of animal crossing and pokemon and everything like that um if it had a bulbasaur skin i probably would have done it <laughs> give it time, give it time. That, but uh but no um, uh, yeah it's such a it's uh, the characters are so great I like when um 
And this is getting into the weeds a bit, but Sun Sunhi, one of the characters who's in Kiryu's side of the story, was a uh, was in the previous game, but not not a playable character. And when I realized she was going to be in my party, I was very happy. <laughs> I was like, yes, oh, great stuff. And then Zhao turns up, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> <laughs> all the characters are fun, phenomenal. Yeah, there you go then. Well, that's there all we go. You I mean. Yeah. Uh, so this gets a score of we don't do this here out of 10 uh, yep. but it looks like it's a game where you should buy it. what this, are we judging the Olympics or something this gets a yeah, score no, go of, buy this, this game <laughs> this gets a score of I'm looking forward to talking about it with Vitz later in the month slash year and also uh-huh. I'll, I'll look forward to talking about it in December out of 10 <laughs> yes yeah it's amazing go out and buy it um, it's well worth the money and everything yeah, like that absolutely so that's the Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth review. And it's something a little bit different. Normally, we do an Indie Game of the Week, transition it in halftime, but it's a special edition of Indie Game of the Week this week because it was Steam Next Fest last mm-hmm. week. And it I played was. nine Indie Games last week. So we're going to take a break and then come back to Indie Game of the Week because it's about that time. See you in a minute. Go Indie Games of the week <laughs> i love next fest next fest is great like you just you download a bunch of demos you play you play a bunch and some of them you're like yeah this doesn't five for me and then you you play others mm-hmm. and you're like i fucking this is amazing <laughs> and i've never heard of it before because yeah i play i try to focus on games that i didn't know anything about like yeah. there, there was demos available for games that like apart from one game on this list which was a previous indie game of the week um like i try to avoid games that i know anything about um, so I can learn about some cool new ones. And I learned about some cool new ones. Let me tell you, I've got nine to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and my rule is I don't bring it up on the podcast if I didn't like it. So <laughs> I liked all of these. Um, but yeah, like I've done this, I've, I've formatted it the same way I did it last time with Moody, where it's like, I've just written short notes. And if anybody wants to ask me any questions, you can go ahead. But Ooh. as you just said, it's Coffee Caravan. <laughs> My clear number one favorite child of Steam Next Fest. Um, so I've written, and, and these are all in short notes forms, so it's not grammatically correct a sentence as I've written. Extremely <laughs> addictive, cozy, overcooked, except with coffee instead of food. Compulsive loop, satisfying when getting into a rhythm. You buy new recipes and items that give bonuses. You lay out your own caravan. Um, and all of this makes it a game I actually really want to play more of. Also, it's roguelike. Okay. <laughs> it's a cozy roguelike that reminds me of Slay the Spire. Um, and it's the only demo I played where I was like, oh, it's over. I want to oh. play more. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee Caravan, baby. Uh, all the links to these games will be in the description. In fact, I think the, co- the Coffee Caravan demo is still live right now. Um, I need to scroll down because I do not know... Uh, Dysomancer is that Dysomancer, yeah. You tell me which game and I'll tell you what I thought about sure. it. Dysomancer is Slay the Spire with added chaos. A deck builder, but you can also use dice powers to change any number in the game, no matter how broken that is. <laughs> and it's tremendously fun and very hilarious. I feel like the full game could have a ton of depth combining card and dice mechanics, and it's also got a really cool art style. Yeah, so if a boss has 250 health... You can roll a d. You can use a spend a dice to roll a d six yep. and change their health number to whatever the roll is. <laughs> and you can do that for numbers on cards, your own health, your any, any anywhere there's a number on the screen, you can change it. 
You are the Dysomancer. You are the Dysomancer. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, next up, Cabernet. Cabernet. This was this is the one that was a previous ending game of the week. Uh Camp for the Vampire RPG stayed for the intriguing world building and interesting characters. The demo sets up your first night as a vampire quite well. There's a lot of intrigue to build from, along with morality and relationships to build. Skills that unlock new dialogue options are pretty cool too. Choices have consequences, and you don't always know when you're making them. Plus, you can turn into a bat. Wee. I wrote all of that down. <laughs> yeah, you did. Amazing. Uh... Great stuff. Uh, next up, a little title called Hollow Body. Hollow Body. <laughs> I practically wrote this is a limerick. Uh, Hollow Body is the definition of we have Silent Hill at home, but if the Silent Hill at home is better than the Takeout Silent Hill, which is the better Silent Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Promising game. <laughs> tongue, tongue, tongue. <laughs> Promising game, good atmosphere, a little janky, but forgivably so, definitely has potential. Hell yes. Uh, next up is Duck Detective, The Secret Salami. <laughs> uh, the juxtaposition of full-on noir detective game starring grizzled duck detective going through a divorce and trying to kick his bread addiction with cute cartoon graphics <laughs> is a 10 out of 10. Also, the golden eye and all mechanics are great. <laughs> awesome. Uh it's such a it's such a weird thing where it's like a cartoon duck but he's got the gravelly voice yeah and he's going through a divorce <laughs> and he's addicted to bread Oy. <laughs> and he's got gotta no money <laughs> gotta kick that habit uh moving things along little boy berserk boy ah, berserk boy what i would call very Mega Man x-esque uh, stylish, fast-paced action platforming that feels really good when you get a rhythm going, but with a modern setting that means infinite retries instead of an outdated live system. Plus, the music is banging too. This one releases just on about March to ask 6. About the music. <laughs> awesome, yeah. It comes out in uh, uh, less than a month. <laughs> the the music is often my favorite bit of Mega Man games and uh, Mega Man X, so uh, yeah, great to hear that this is going to bang its soundtrack too. Boy. Yeah. Uh, kind Words 2, Lo-Fi City Pop. Uh, not much of the game seemed to be available for the demo, but it was still an incredibly cozy experience. Throwing affirmations into the air in a form of paper airplanes and receiving them. Sending and receiving recommendations or just sitting and relaxing to the low five beats. I could see myself checking in with this game a ton. So, like, it's not a game I would say, like, I'm going to sit and play for hours at a time. But mm -hmm. you just you jump in, throw a paper airplane in the air that says, like, you got this like read the ones and then um the recommendation system was really interesting because you can there's like a store where you can like ask for recommendations for anything mm. um and then people will just write back to you so i was like i was answering questions on there and i got some recommendations for some music and it was really cool it was really cool brilliant uh next up is monomyth <sighs> monomyth Old school first person RPG with really engaging and immersive world. And what I meant by that is it just feels really present. Like, you know, you pull switches and mm. you do this. And, uh, beefy combat that's a bit simplistic, but it's designed that way on purpose with its own rhythms and an interesting spell casting system. Bit clunky in the mechanics, need be needs better tutorializing, bit buggy. Potential is still there, but it definitely needs some more work. Awesome. Then, last by no means least, the. Uh most interesting game on this list because it has at least for me fantasy critic uh connotations realm of sure. ink 
Uh, we have Hades at home. If Hades was in China, if sorry, <laughs> let me try that again. We have Hades at home. If home was in China, uh, this is the Chinese <laughs> Hades like with an ink theme, ink pets, ink art style, ink themed power ups, and some interesting ideas. Pet that evolves differently depending on what combination of abilities you have equipped. Uh, with fun weapons, interesting enemy variety. It does need more variety, but it's a demo of the beginning of a roguelike, so it might already have it. <laughs> right, okay. Is this worth a counterpick? No. Okay. No, there is there no, don't do that. <laughs> there are there are plenty of better counterpicks available in Fantasy Critic. I, I, I just test the waters. I don't know anything about these games, so I uh but no, I I just wanted to ask that. But no, great stuff. Uh that is a great selection of games. So uh, it was great. It was. I had a great Sunday. I'm just. <laughs> I sat mm-hmm. down with a bunch of demos and I. Oh, that was a good ass Sunday. It was a good ass Sunday. I. Moody, any of those take uh, tickle your fancy? Always interested in new games that I don't know much about and everything. And Amy's always a good supply for all of those and everything. So mm-hmm. basically, Amy's Amy's basically what Xbox players are these days, where they'd become the beta tester to become the, for the games oh, to be yeah, fixed yeah, later on for yeah, PS5 yeah. and oh, everything. We, so. we don't like that conversation. No, but no, back. they all sound great. Like I love a cozy game like Coffee, Coffee Caravan. That sounds just right up my alley, especially as I'm a good over. I love a uh, um, uh, what's the other game analogy over. Overcooked. Overcooked, overcooked, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you told me about this earlier. I mean, you know, when you said when you said overcooked, I was like, that doesn't sound not cozy it, it, at all. Yeah. But uh-huh. after you tell me and explaining it, yeah, it's sounds really canny, which is really canny. So yeah, i I'm I look forward to like giving some of these a go and everything when they all drop and everything and like yeah. Uh like uh, like we always say on here, wish list them everybody. Like it's uh trust me, the developers will love you for that. It's a good good gauge for developers to know that you know they know they're in the right direction and everything. So, like I say, a, a oh, few uh, of them, a few of them, the demos are still are still available because um, I was I was getting the links for them on Steam uh, for for the show notes, and I did see that like a few of them still had the demos up. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Minimize that. You, I think Moody, you would really love car- You would really love Coffee Caravan. Fitz, I think you would like Cabernet, but I think you would really like Dysomancer as well. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one that was speaking to me, just in terms of pure chaos and uh, yeah, anything with a diamond. Like, I, yes. I did a thing where it's like you, you open up a portal to another world, and I pulled a machine gun out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's like it's. <laughs> it's Everyone's got a plan until they get a machine gun to the face. Right? It's like it's it's like it it tricks you into thinking it's like an it's like a nice fantasy cozy game, and then it just says here here's a mechanic. <laughs> go nuts, and you just go holy shit! I really can't go nuts on this game. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh speaking of games that are coming to platform soon. Shall we shall we touch on a little bit of uh, a business update given to us by business corporate types <sighs> over in the land of Team Green? Fine, I'm it's gonna... like get it out. It's like, it's like just there. Let's just get it out of the way. I'm gonna set my stall yeah. out right now and say this and say the same thing I said to Mooney after this fucking Xbox business update podcast was over. This is exactly what I expected to happen. I just yep. don't. Th- I just feel like my expectations 
were were not aligned with <laughs> with the Xbox community <laughs> <laughs> because it was a whole lot of nothing. It was like, oh, it's four games, and then like they went on and talked about a bunch of other stuff in the throughout the podcast about like preservation and you know all yep. the other stuff, business stuff, and it was all exactly like the same as they they talked about previously, like, <laughs> and. I found my my annoyance was not directed at Xbox or Phil or Sarah or Matt, but at the people who blew this out of proportion for a week and a half. <laughs> a lot of people went Chicken Little and thought, oh no, the sky's falling. <laughs> it was kind of... I kind of see where they're coming from because they were just getting new story after new story. Yep. It was, it was Halo's going, Gears is going, Starfield's going... None of it's going. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't think it was. Uh, it's been a it's been a frustrating week and a half. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's. Uh, I want to say there's cautionary tales to take from this, but you know, from some uh, Switch Two uh, or Super Nintendo Switch articles which are banding around today, I don't think anybody learned a goddamn thing. But uh, no, because immediately following the business update, it was. Tons more articles. Ooh, sources say that like these four games are t- the test, and yep. then they're gonna send these games. And it's like, have we learned nothing? <laughs> yes. Uh, so for those who uh, didn't catch the business update as a podcast, or how it should have been as an Xbox Wire update. Uh, so Phil, uh, Phil Spencer, uh, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty, uh, hosted by the wonderful Tina Romini, uh, formerly of IGN fame. Uh, they held a run back 20 minute conversation uh, to go over uh, various different things about uh, their strategy going forwards. And then we got a lot of corporate speak from a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, obviously the, the, the news going or the, the vibe going into that, that was, it was all over and Tim, Tim dog threw his Xbox in the, in the, in the bin. I, I've not got the, the final update on whether Tim dog has recovered his Xbox uh, from, from the, from the bin or not. But uh yeah, for for some reason, four four titles are going to make their way to other systems. Uh, they weren't liberty to say which titles they were at this point in time. Uh, my understanding is that they've got previous arrangements with the likes of a Nintendo or a PlayStation of whether they're going to do a Nintendo Direct and announce it there, that they're going to leave it on the developers to announce it when and uh, if they're ready kind of thing. Uh, there's some criteria that was listed out or outlined out to say which titles would be eligible to, to come over. Uh, from what they said, the vibe at the moment is it's likely to be uh, Sea of Thieves, it's your Pentiment, it's your Hi-Fi Rush, and it's Grounded. But all that's, yeah. you know, uh, hearsay until uh, we actually don't get it confirmed. It. So, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't buy it whatsoever. Stop biting. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, so the, the, the whole thing... I think what they they felt they needed to do this, and they were going to do it. Uh, I think later towards or towards the end of the month anyway. But because some things leaked, they brought this uh, update forwards. Uh, so what they wanted to do more than anything was to alleviate the fears of uh, the Xbox faithful in terms of okay, well I've invested in your ecosystem. Tell me why I've invested in your ecosystem if you're just going to throw away the only thing that makes it quote unquote special uh, elsewhere. And and. I think there's a larger conversation to have a, uh, around like parasocial relationships and how corporations <laughs> aren't your friend and like, how if your if your whole identity is tied up in a in a corporation and their video game system and if you know if the concept of sharing things gets you all riled up then you got some bigger problems, friend. Yeah, look in the fucking mirror and have a talk <laughs> to yourself because seriously, like I can I can basically state easily. 
from people who have spoken to and everything like that, like the games industry wants to be everywhere in everything yeah. they can put out. If they can put all their games on everything, they will what they they will happily be able to do it. But obviously, certain structures, if you're on if you work for Sony or if you work for Nintendo or for heck work for Xbox, um they they're pretty much lock you behind it and everything because of the exclusivity thing that they have to try mm-hmm. and coerce you into getting their box and everything and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the industry like is it's the industry seems fine with it for what I can tell. It's the the fans, it's the and everything like that and misinformation rumors coming out and saying that I forget that Starfield is going to going on there. Hey, Xbox era. <laughs> Um, and everything like that. Yeah, uh, that they, oh yeah, the gears is going. Hey, hey, Jeff Grubb. Eh? <laughs> uh, like, t- uh, oh, Tino Mini. Going, hey, Verge, I see you out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Tino Mini and uh, Phil Spencer, uh, they went to great lengths to uh, say that definitely Starfield and uh, Machine Games is upcoming title Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Terrible name, but hopefully a decent game. Uh, they will remain an Xbox exclusive, even though obviously it will be available on on uh, on PC uh, as well. I think it's one of the things where uh, they accept that exclusives is what moves the needle in terms of uh, to to move this point selling selling boxes at the end of the day. I from from my own personal stance, I enjoy exclusives, and the only aspect of them is that there's an opportunity for a developer to fully optimize their title for one system. And then uh, they don't have to worry about a different, uh, different bunch of SKUs and how they might do. And then obviously bringing it to PC and all the different options that people have in terms of GPs and CPUs and all that jazz. I, I, I enjoy that bit of a game has a better chance to run as best as it can do on whatever platform it happens to be on. But games should be for everyone. You should be able to play whatever games you want with whoever you want, wherever you want to play them, kind of thing. And there's no there's no downsides for more people being able to to access these games. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a further conversation to have about video game preservation and digital libraries going forwards and whatnot. But for the the aspect of or the notion that exclusives are good because it keeps other people from playing the games that I enjoy is completely asinine and. It's backwards in so many different ways. Agreed. Completely agree. Then Sarah Bond uh, went on to say that uh, they are committed to uh, hardware and uh, that they will be making the largest technology nope. leap in yeah, uh, sorry, <laughs> largest te- te- technological leap in generations that there's ever been, and that Sarah. Girl, that's a load of nonsense. You said some word salad in there, but that was the biggest that was the biggest load of dookie I've ever seen in my life. It's good, it's good marketing, I'll give her that. But like, no. <laughs> like we're, yes. we're reaching the plateau. Like, uh-huh. like you we're know, in the, the realm of diminishing returns, right? <laughs> Twenty years ago you could you could make that claim because like the how a game looked in two thousand versus how it looked in two thousand three was like a massive like step yeah. between those two things. But like we're we're in the lands of diminishing returns now, where it's like, you know, the the, the leap between PS4 and PS five wasn't that big. Nope. <laughs> and it was PS5 it was faster, PS6 shinier was... and prettier. Yeah. Like like the 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 technological power of of the next box isn't going to be the thing that drives video games to the next height. 
Like, yeah. It's going to be the designs of the games. It's going to be what can we mm-hmm. do with the games. And technology can play a part in that for sure. Like the dual sense, for example, when yeah, when when we when we got our hands on PlayStation Five, and I was texting Moody going, "Can I nominate a controller for Game of the Year?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff is is really cool. But if you're talking about like this is going to be the next big this is going to be so massive you're not going to be able there's going to be 17 bazillion polygons on the screen it's like it's not one it's not true anymore and two i don't even think it's a thing that can drive games forward at this point Mm -hmm. and also how much you're going to charge for this box which is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread uh and it's going to like are you you going to have your for one for a better word you you have your series x at the moment is there going to be a middle step which is what would be like a mid-season refresh which is this cylindrical system that we saw in the ftc leaks and then is there going to be another system on top of that which goes for a thousand dollars like at, at that point <laughs> what's the what's the point and and how many titles are going to be optimized in order to to use all of that extra horsepower and all the rest of it but uh that's beside the buy uh sarah then went on to say a lot of business numbers which weren't for the fans because the fans don't give a crap it's it's for shareholders and things it's for yeah uh, <laughs> so uh, 39 million Game Pass subscribers, which is a, a heck of a lot of people. Uh, obviously, that's across uh, all different types of assistance, be it on Xbox or PC or xCloud or uh, wherever it is that you like to, to get that content. It was interesting only in terms of we understand what the PS5 sell-through numbers are, and then you can do a you can do a like-for-like comparison with the amount of uh, current Xbox Game Pass subscribers. Uh, so I think that even so they're they're in a deficit, but what I think is missed out by a lot of people is, is not just Xbox first party titles that end up on Game Pass, there's a lot of third party titles as well, a lot of great games that uh, end up there. It is still, uh, for, for me, the best value in gaming at the moment, so I'm not a subscriber to PS Plus, but I'm a subscriber to Xbox Game Pass on PC kind of thing, because that's where I see... Uh, the value in uh, in being able to play a, a raft of third party games that I actually want to play and are uh, you know mostly current and all and all that good stuff. Then uh, this is a bit where you lost me, Sarah. You lost me at the you know we're going to build the the big the next biggest best box you ever did see. You go on to address uh, the layoffs that we've had in the industry. Obviously, uh, not just last year because layoffs have been a thing for a while, kind of thing. But the the most amount of layoffs that we've had. Then you go on in the very next sentence to say the industry hasn't grown, but then you're, you're in double-digit growth on PC that. and all the rest of it. It's like, yeah, Sarah, come on, girl. What are you What are you doing? The fact that like, they said You laid off things. 1,900 people, and then the next thing you said was, oh, well, the video, the video game business is doing, our video game de- uh, you know, department is doing great, double-digit growth. It's all good. Yeah. It's all roses around here. The fact that they they thought they could get away with saying that like those two things back to back was mm. was incredible to me. Like, oh well, you know, video games didn't. We had a lot of good video games in twenty twenty three, but the video game industry didn't grow. Check out our Game Pass subscribers. Man, we had double digit growth on yeah. that shit. It's like, and like, <laughs> and just the fact that the Embracer CEO went turned around at day and said, "Hold my beer." As far as like stupid yes. shit goes, is incredible. <laughs> but yeah, no. Like it was, it was such a it, that part of the statement just stuck out like a sore thumb. Where it's just like it just you, shows you no need to bring compassion. This up at all. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it just shows no compassion or no contrition about a any of the layoffs that went down. Just at Xbox, never mind the video game industry at large. And then they're only concerned with 
uh, you know, much like Embracer Group, at least they had the, the guts to come out and say and be honest about it. Look, we're only looking out for our shareholders right now. <laughs> the Xbox fans, you're going to be mad for about a week and then we're going to dangle something else in front of you and you're going to be even more mad about that elsewhere kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a business update and it was for business peoples and I hope that all the business peoples got exactly what they needed out of it. The ultimate thing, I think, ultimately, what I've seen is that obviously when that whole thing finished, articles all started to drop instantly which they have they've obviously spoken to people that they've said you can launch them at this time basically and there's obviously mm -hmm. the one on the verge which i'm gonna quote quote here from it so he was obviously asking you mentioned stuff phil phil spencer i just want to read yep. was asked um obviously he says like uh these are the four that are coming but well four games are coming starfield and indiana jones are coming blah 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 and he's obviously he was very definitive on on that podcast about saying that he's not coming right now. These four go uh, four games are going blah blah blah. We have no other plans for that. But then obviously he was asked again. You mentioned can you rule this out? And he says I don't think we should as an industry ever rule out a game going to any other platform. We thought we we're focused on these four games and learn from the experience. But I don't want to create a false expectation. Blah 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 blah. And I think that's where certain people. On the internet are going, well, now he's saying this, and if that's not what you just said on the podcast, type of thing, mm. and, that's exactly and I'm what just he just like, said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what? So that's exactly. I, I'm, I'm responding to to, to the people yeah. you're referring to. Saying, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said for years. <laughs> that's it. He kept, he kept he saying like, like the strategy person. hasn't changed for like a decade. But the, there's yeah. no sorry to cut across you, there's no oh, universe where. The, the titles that do come across, whatever they happen to be kind of thing, we might have them wrong, we might have them right. There's no universe in which they don't uh, they don't produce positive results for, for them in terms of sales, in terms of, uh, you know, the concurrent player base and things like that. And maybe, you know, they'll get a few people to come across and adopt uh, Xbox Game Pass, say, on their PC. No one's going to, you know, throw their PlayStation in the bin and go pick up an Xbox next week. That's just not how it's going to work kind of thing. But there's no world in which... Xbox doesn't look at the results of these and thinks, well, we should bring everything over and then just work out how to manage that conversation because at the end of the day, it's going to make them money. <laughs> they love money at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah I well, completely agree It's, it's the same as PlayStation's approach, right? To, to releasing games on PC and, and the PlayStation president, CFO, yeah, yeah. you know, um, has, has even talked about being more aggressive with doing this because it's giving them returns. Xbox releasing fucking whatever High Fire Rush. Let's go with that. Yeah. So like yeah. they're releasing they release High Fire Rush on Switch. Bunch of people pay, paid to to buy it on on Switch. One, they're gonna get lots of sales from that, which means they're gonna get yep. lots of money from that. And then and then fun development of High Fire Rush Two Electric Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is they're not gonna release High Fire Rush Two Electric Boogaloo on Switch day and day. So a bunch of people are gonna play this game on Switch, really fucking enjoy it because it's a really good game. And then, yep. and then the second one's going to come out, and then you go, Ooh, maybe I'll get myself an Xbox, or maybe I'll get myself a Game Pass subscription. I have a Samsung smart TV, or I have a laptop, or you know, like I, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I have a computer that can run PC games, like, and that's going to bring more people into the Xbox ecosystem, not not force people away from the Xbox ecosystem. Hundred percent. I completely agree with what you're saying because I think there's something very. Uh, something that was said during the podcast that I don't think anyone's really pinpointing on. And it's something that all three of us have talked about just a few weeks ago, all of that sustainability in games and everything like that. 
like there's no sustainability in video games right now. Like like what like the whole thing mm-hmm. what you just said about they just fired two thousand just under two thousand people and yet you're talking about profits and everything. And you know, you're now a, your 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 main company, Microsoft, your main holder, is a now three trillion dollar company and everything. But um like we've stated on many kids that the right now video game the video game industry is not sustainable. And what Microsoft and not Microsoft, Xbox uh, want to try and become sustainable. Um, I think this is something that Microsoft has told them to do as well, which, but, which is, but I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, nope. I don't think this is a bad thing whatsoever because one, it gets more games to more people, and I think, which is for me, is a okay, go for it, fantastic. That everyone should be able to play the games and everything. Uh, but like, and and we're seeing it, like Sony, like what, just a couple of days ago, whenever they talked about their thing yesterday or the day before that, like they are like looking to be more sustainable as well. Like they've just like gone through the whole thing of like what Microsoft does not. They've just sacked off a ton of freaking people because they overgrew and everything, just like all places that did and the mismanagement and everything. But they're also looking for sustainability as well. That's why they want to probably are going to go full on to day and day release ex- their exclusives going on the PC same days and everything like that which is a fantastic thing it's great it's mm-hmm. awesome yeah. be awesome. and this it won't be fantastic. all it'll be silent yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but that's Ghost of still hasn't come to PC <laughs> but it's the same principle for PlayStation <laughs> it's like they release uh, God of War on PC a bunch of people play it and love it because and it's a play... fucking great game and then go mm-hmm. I want to play the next one like maybe I should get a PlayStation oh, end of the year of that year God of War 2 came out. Yeah. Yeah, Ragnarok. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, it'll bring, and, then, yeah. and then it's like, oh, well, like, oh, I wonder if any of these other PlayStation games are really good. Like, mm. maybe I should get a PlayStation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. they're in that ecosystem. No, 100%. Like, as soon as, as soon as Ghost of Tsushima 2 or whatever it's called is announced, Ghost of Tsushima will come to PC. Don't you worry. But, um, yeah, no, like the thing Phil, Phil said, um, paraphrasing, or it's like, we've got two options in front of us. And one is we can monetize the players that we already have which mm-hmm. is you know it's a, a tactic most popularized by ubisoft yeah it's yep. like we're gonna get more and more aggressive with monetization because we we've reached the peak of how many players we can reach with these games that we make so we have to try and monetize those game the those gamers further or we can just try and find new gamers and yeah if you try to monetize the player base that you have too much you'll have a smaller player base you yeah. can't nickel and dime everybody. There is a limit. Everyone has a Everyone limit. Has right. a now limit. you're taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. So, like, from my biggest main takeaway was like sustainability. It's the most important thing right now for the video game industry. For a lot of industries, like freaking, like I've stated multiple times, the movie industry is going through this right now. They're looking for yep. sustainability and everything. And this is ultimately, hopefully, cross fingers long term will make the company, uh, the video game industry more sustainable where they are not sacking off multiple fucking thousands of people all the time, which is because this is gonna we're gonna be talking about freaking seconds for till the end of probably next year going off how the how everyone's talking and whatnot. Which is terrible thing <laughs> to think. It's like it's not gonna properly um level out for for a year or two which is really really crap so well, the, like if this helps us to get the sustainability for less seconds and everything i'm all for it go x go third yeah. party at all <laughs> the, the issue is going to compound itself in terms of i mean we, we just read and we're like mixing in tons of news stories here um <laughs> but fuck it let's do it well we just where we just saw lars vingafors dickhead in charge of embracer group talk about the um yep. talk about oh we've, we're canceling tons of games <laughs> and we're not investing as much 
And it's like, that's not going to dig you out of the hole. You are supposed to sell video games. But yeah, I think you know just our shareholders. He's just talk, he's just talking for his own company, and he's just being he's being like the one thing I will give him credit for is he's being more honest than than most other like, video game executives, and that's the only thing I will give him credit for. He's a fucking knob. <laughs> but like, tons of game companies are doing this right now, and uh, yeah, I understand. Bandai Namco uh, announced today that they scratched off five games in development, and that's that's not great because. Yeah. Again, you're in that you're in that thing that Phil said, where it's like it's not even about monetization. It's like, well, we can reach. They're just going to try and reach the same players, and you're in the lands of diminishing returns again. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you can try and reach new players by taking risks. Every amazing, fantastic video game franchise that ever happened happened because somebody took a risk. Yes. Somewhere 100%. along the chain. Everything yeah, was no about it. Yeah. <laughs> to me, even though I won't lie, I said I said this last night. Phil looked knackered. He looked exhausted. It's like and he's had a week and a half. And like, Phil, just take care of yourself, sir. Like, that's all that is important. We're behind you. We're all agreeing with you. Get everything on everything. Ignore the haters and whiny crybabies. I am sorry. You are acting like crybabies, people, sometimes. A lot. All the time. I try to be like fair and balanced trademark on on this podcast towards pe- to people as best as I can. But my God, like when you were relaying the things that you were hearing after the business update yeah. to me, like I just I wanted to scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just yeah, like, yeah. God damn, man! And then like you know, people are speculating about like other games later down the line. It's just like this. <laughs> I don't even have the words. I just. Moody knows how yeah. frustrated I, I, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah the um, whole thing is just like overblown. Again, don't listen to rumors. Just like, wait until listening to rumors is fine, and it's it can be fun, like when engaged with responsibly. But like once you start like believing every single rumor you hear, you're gonna go fucking crazy. <laughs> there's a reason uh, no, we have a long-standing rule on this podcast where we usually don't bring rumors up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a lot of monkers that work a lot of video game companies. <laughs> they can't all be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote a joke um, last night when you sent me a message asking me, like, oh, what four games do you think it's going to be? And, like, you didn't annoy me. The question annoyed me because I was just like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not falling for that. And I was like, I was, I wrote a joke, I wrote a bit where I was gonna be like, well, my sources tell me that the four games that are going multi-platform <laughs> are gonna be Redfall, Crackdown Three, Scalebound, and Crash Bandicoot. Ooh, Scalebound's <laughs> coming back. Oh shit! <laughs> the center Scalebound like, PlayStation. How's coming back? PlayStation safe Scalebound. <laughs> but I don't wow. want to make that joke. Someone might believe me. Like X- <laughs> Xbox fans seem to be particularly gullible. <laughs> really are. There's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, I don't like, understand yeah. the doom and gloom mentality. Like, yeah, sure, Xbox is in a distant third place, and yeah, sure, you know, things aren't going great if you measure things up as a, as a competition. But like, Xbox is a platform. Like to what you were saying before, that throws like, oh, you know, if you haven't got the exclusives, what have you got? I mean, tons. You've got incredible yeah. backwards compatibility. You've got a good ecosystem. That you've got the 
the more the best online service because it works more than than the other two, especially the bloody Nintendo one. Like <laughs> Xbox has a lot of positives, and and if this one thing is all it took for you to fucking trade in your Xbox, decide you're not going to be an Xbox podcast anymore. Like you need to look at the ecosystem that you're in and figure out why you're unhappy with it because you were already yes. unhappy with it before. If all it's going to take is fucking Pentiment and Grounded going to other platforms. <laughs> If this is the straw that broke your back. If that was the straw that broke your back, you need to have a look at yourself and and why Mm. you have nailed yourself to the Xbox mast. Because there's some deeper issues there, and I'm not I'm not I'm not making a joke about like issues. I'm just saying like there's some deeper issues that you have with Xbox that you need to address within yourselves. Otherwise, you're just always going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. And a hateful shrew. Like, yeah, yeah, you just be a hateful little shrew and everything like that. Like, I appreciate like the if like Xbox is the, your preferred place to play, but the effort, all these rumors and everything that was going out wasn't telling you that you won't be able to play these games ever again. Yeah, they it didn't devalue go, your go to other platforms. <laughs> it didn't devalue your investment or your or your machine that sits under your your TV. Yeah. one iota. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was no downside to you. <laughs> it's like, but no, I I get that people are uh you know tribal and they want to feel like uh, or they have a, a a primal need to belong kind of thing and uh for some reason they decide to put their faith in uh in corporations and and look, you know the communities they uh, sorry sorry i don't want to cut across you but i'm just going to say look the, the console war arguments were funny when i was in when i was in sixth form and we were arguing yep. about playstation 2 and xbox and me and my mate were sitting in the corner going actually the gamecube's the best one and we were 100 percent objectively right about that mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's not you're an adult yes <laughs> like <laughs> You don't. My my box is better than your box. It's like it doesn't matter. But all three yeah. boxes have good games on them. Yeah, that you can only get these on co- those boxes. All of these corporations are posting profits. Some might be bigger profits than others, but they're still doing well. You know. If Xbox were the- doing so badly that like you know all of the doom and gloom was necessary, there, there wouldn't be another Xbox. They wouldn't have yeah. bought a bunch of companies. They would be folding their game business up, like Sega did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, just consider this: they spent what near a hundred billion dollars, a billion with a B, folks, <laughs> a billion with a B dollars on uh, you know developers and publishers and whatnot. To be, I think, as, as Phil went to great lengths to say, the biggest publisher in the business at the moment, just in terms of the yeah. the amount of studios that they have. Well, Embracer might have, have had more studios by a numerical thing, but, you know, uh, studios with, uh, you know, some notion of actually putting out games. And uh, they need Damn. to do something to make all that money back. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Release really Microsoft to making games. Fuck, man. I feel so bad for everybody who works for an Embracer company. I really do. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Um, so with all that being said, can, sh- can I turn... Uh, is Xbox alive again? Can yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Xbox is alive. We can start popping the champagne. I'm going to turn uh-huh. the Xbox light back on since they're not actually dead. Um, yeah. and, and you can figure out where we're talking, what we're talking about next while I do that. <laughs> where do you want to go, Vitz? I, I don't want to touch on that. I don't want to delve too deep in this, but King Charles being dependent on a video game coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, it's a thing. It's a story that tickled me. <laughs> uh, this so, world re-release re-release may happen 
It depends on King Charles. What the bloody hell? Yeah. So if the royal family, the uh, you know, Great Britain and Britain and all that jazz, if they don't do enough damage to the world with their colonization and, you know, the British Empire and the sun will never set on the British Empire and all that jazz, now there's this shit. <laughs> Colonizers have come When did the royals start ruining video games? When did they get involved in this shit? So it, I, I got your own things yeah. to do right now. <laughs> so just, just, to read, just to read the article I'm to give us some context. So a re-release of 90s point-and-click uh, Discworld game may happen, designer... Greg Barnett has teased. However, the developer has said that because the uh, way intellectual property rights work in the UK, 50% of the game is currently belongs to the Crown, which complicates matters a tad. So uh, for those listening in other parts of the world, the, the Crown is what's referred to as the as the royal family here and their estate and everything that they own. Uh, yeah, so as the quote goes from um, the guy, uh, Terry... Uh, Barnett. No, not Terry. Greg... Greg Barnett, uh, one of the yeah. designers of, of of Discworld. Whenever something closes in the UK, which the developer and studio of the Discworld games closed a long time ago, uh, intellectual property rights revert 50% to the original creator and 50% to the crown, which is King Charles. So that's mm-hmm. the two owners of the game. So the game, specifically the Discworld games, 50% yep. belongs to King Charles. But don't think he's the richest person in the UK because that's still Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister. Yes, friends, the Prime Minister is somehow richer than the King or all the shady shit him and his wife have been getting up to. But that that's a different podcast. Real talk though, like getting inside, setting inside the Discworld shit, right? Like we're all we're all British here. Like you know when we talk when we talk have to talk about the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else just feel embarrassed? About the fact oh, that thousand percent, <laughs> like the king, this and the king that. It's just like it's embarrassing. I feel I feel mm-hmm. embarrassed whenever we have to talk about the fact that we have a king. As a product of the British Empire, I have a, a deep, deep, deep issues with. The I mean, that, that's not my only issue with it. <laughs> like, yeah. like as I've stated before, but like it's just like every time like it's like the king, it's like oh yeah, that's a thing. Uh, you're mute, my friend. Oh no, the king. The king colonized his microphone. Oh no. <laughs> well, I said it was the Netflix show was good. <laughs> Didn't so piss them off kind of at all. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I but yeah, I didn't want to spend too long on that one. Just that no, that, that was a, that was a quirk of UK <laughs> UK businesses and things like so that. So if I create a business and it just closed, fifty percent would go to Charles. Well, I think the yeah, basically, and the IP would fifty yeah, percent of not your, necessarily of your the IP debt or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> would go to King Charles. He would own fifty percent of anything of, of your IP. Like if you created Dino Crisis Four. like that's it like if you if you register a company's house then yeah you're getting in bed with the with uh king charles not to put that vision in people's mind (laughs) thank you for that Um, you're welcome do you know what else is is a terrifying visual yellow paint go for it Yellow paint. yellow paint like 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 you know what people ran out of steam 
yeah. arguing and complaining about Xbox. They need something to fucking complain it's about. about time. <laughs> so they started complaining about yellow paint in video games. So this was all part of this was all the part of the state of play that happened with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. You know, there's climbing sections in the game. The, the, the ledges are highlighted by yellow paint, as they are in a bunch of other different games. Uh, AAA games, games at this point, <laughs> like all of the fucking AAA games yeah. at this point. Um, and someone was like, ah, yellow paint and Final Fantasy VII. And then, like, it just went, and I don't know why. <laughs> Again, I don't know why. Uh, no, I guess everybody was just having a slow weekend. <laughs> but, like, it, it reached an incredible amount of discourse about you know, yellow paint. Um, just yellow paint. Can't yeah. believe there's yellow paint on this on these things. Oh, it's a metal. How immersion breaking. <laughs> yes, the game where you fly around on magical colored chickens. <laughs> and that's where your immersion breakpoint is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's better than saying, oh, God, I'm playing a woman again. Oh, my God. You know? It's like, right, we're taking the small ones where I can get them moody. But uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously, there's a, there's a large conversation to have about design language, but because. Because people have been successful with yellow paint in terms of, you know, when they do focus testing and things like that and how systems like that, obviously there's different ways you can go about that, but putting these systems in place reduces players' uh, frustration and fatigue and all the rest of it and helps them navigate the world. And from an accessibility point of view, see, <laughs> rational people have no problem with, with this whatsoever. I think just because it's so prevalent and in games like Resident Evil 4, uh, I think it's more egregious than others. And I think where it stems from is that people just wanted a bit more variety and potentially there's other colors or other systems they could have employed. But everyone seems to be falling in the, in this path of, oh, okay, we need to highlight a pathway, then yellow is, uh, is the color to do so. And that's just a design language that, that seems to permeate throughout the industry. I think it's, I, more, I, of a, it's yeah. more of a neutral color for people. Okay. Going off of what I know and everything like that, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you delve into um, sort of color theory and stuff, it's like all red, purple, pink, that sort of spectrum. I mean, it would indicate other things. Yellow is a more yeah, yeah. neutral sort of color. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. I was done. But the simplest <laughs> thing would be would just be having to switch, switch it off, have it, it, on, have it off. You know, yeah. John, switch it off. No, actually, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a there's a deeper. Which I, highlight a post by Aidan Moore who made the point that I was yeah, yeah. thinking of the entire time which was there's a deeper design conversation to be had about why the fuck do some of these games even have climbing? Like, Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, in, in Final Fantasy 7 particularly, all these characters are huffed up on materia and they've got, you know, some have macro poisoning and some have drunken all the macro in, in, in the world kind of thing. And they have the ability to leap off ledges and, and buildings and shit, but oh, we've got to scale this like 10 foot wall. <laughs> But the same, the same state of play, they were like, oh, here's a chocobo that could climb up a cliff. And it's just like, well, why do you need the ledges then? <laughs> like, slowly climbing, uh, fake climbing, as I've called it on the podcast in the past, is is, is an annoyance of mine, as Moody knows yes. um, <clears throat> from previous games. And I would rather it just, like, forget, like, the yellow paint discourse. I want to start the fake climbing discourse. I want fake climbing out of these games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give me real climbing, like you cowards, or not at all. Why am I climbing yeah, around in God of War? <laughs> He's the uh, God of quote War. Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Aiden's post in, in full just of context, the big issue with yellow painting is is the AAA games industry trying to turn every series into the same game? Final Fantasy, Horizon, and God of War shouldn't all feel so similar to navigate slash explore. 
Yeah, thousand percent. <laughs> She's got a grappling thing. Why the fuck? Just it's just it just it's just you just hold forward on an analog stick and push X every now and again, and it just frustrates me every time. <laughs> Uncharted can yeah. get away with it because it's literally a game partially about fucking climbing around on shit. And I guess like Tomb mm-hmm. Raider is the same thing. It's like we, we climb around on shit. So I get why there's like climbing shit in that game. But like when you go to Final Fantasy, it's like why am I climbing the thing? Like unless it's a snowy okay. mountain at, at the end of disc, at the beginning of disc two. Like what, what the fuck? What am I doing? Why am I climbing? <laughs> they hit yellow page. They must have hated the yellow pages. They must have. But like, yeah, I mean, the backlash to the yellow paint is, uh, I mean, I don't want to seem like, I'm sorry, I don't want to come off as one of one of those people. It's like, the yellow paint is yeah. fine, like, whatever. Just I, Like I said yeah. to Vitz, I wish he could just turn it on or off. Like mm-hmm. Even Elden Ring had the fucking yellow path. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they had accessibility. Oh, no. That showed you which <laughs> fucking way to go. So, you know, like, ooh, well, From Software would never do. They did. Yes. <laughs> they actually did. <laughs> You clearly didn't play this from software game yeah, last clearly, time. You're you? a fake gamer who needs to get good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, where do we want to go next, It's funny because the ladder that's completely covered in yellow paint. It's yeah. like, you can climb this. It's like, no shit, I can climb a ladder. Fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did need to put yellow paint on the ladder to indicate that it's a climbable object. <laughs> Aye. Shout out to Ada Wong, though, doing Ada Wong things in that game. Hell yeah. Shout out. Uh, can we talk about some uh, some amazing news uh, about uh, composer that uh, Yoko Shimomura and uh, game designer Fazui Mesmar being honoured at the GDCA 2024? Let's do that. Some some amazing news. Uh, yeah, so Yoko Shimomura, uh, composer of, <laughs> for games such as uh, Kingdom Hearts, Super Mario RPG, and Street Fighter 2, and Final Fantasy 15. You- Sorry, Fitz, to interrupt you. You just watched my video, so you should know who Yoko Shimomura is. <laughs> I was uh, joking. <laughs> will receive this year's Lifetime Achievement Award. And uh, Fazui Mesmar, who has worked on, has worked at major game companies for over 20 years in the industry and is an active mentor, author, public speaker, and more, will receive the Ambassador Award, awarded to individuals who elevate video games uh, and the industry as a whole to a better place. Uh, yeah, so amazing things for amazing people. Uh, I'm lucky enough to see uh, Yoko Shimura compose live, and uh, yeah, it's it that that's a memory that's going to sit with me forever. Uh, she's a complete badass, and more power to her. She deserves all the things. I agree. Respect. I mean, I agree. Respect. <laughs> yeah. Respect for both of them. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. See, and, and you, next, you, give these, you give these people awards. You didn't even need a jam sixteen adverts in in the middle of it. Amazing. There you go. Or uh, to say, turn some wrap it up. <laughs> where do we want to go? But Amy, what's happening with Silent Hill Two? I was literally about to say, mother and <laughs> mother and father are fighting <laughs> in the next room. Um, yeah, so Blue Team's president. Um, because this is I'm pulling this from a, a tweet from Ryan Brown T Brown at, at Toads Anime. We bring him up a lot. He's fantastic. You should go follow him on social media. Blooper Team's president says the latest Silent Hill 2 trailer does not represent the game they are making, stating Konami are responsible for marketing and joked, "quote I wrote those negative comments myself." End quote. So like yeah, the Blue Team. 
president did a whole interview, um, and he was joking, joking, <laughs> mm-hmm. joking, um, about writing like negative comments on on Reddit and and stuff about the Silent Hill two trailer, um, being bad because the Silent Hill two trailer was was bad, um, and claimed and talked about how Konami did the marketing and they really fucked it up. <laughs> Like the full, the full like interviews where he's talking about it and stuff is like, yeah, they fucked it because this is the, the they chose to focus on the combat. This isn't the game that we're making, and it's just like, oh man, Chris Scullion tweet put a tweet out, um, which kind of summed up where I'm at with this game. It's like this game is gonna get like a seventy on Metacritic, and then there's gonna be this long fight argument between Konami and Bloober Team afterwards about whose fault it was. <laughs> Konami and toxic relationships with their studios. <laughs> Name a more iconic couple. Like it's like it hurts. Okay, being one, a of, one of fan. it's it's her. One for a of long these time. people's uh, one of these people's are lying, right? <laughs> Someone. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's only one person talking, so true. Um, like I, I would, I guess, like I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Konami market were in charge of marketing. Mm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Konami cut a trailer and didn't show up Uber Team or what it looked like before they sent it to the state of play. Um, like everything he's saying, I could see being true. Um, the interesting part is he said it in public. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he tells you out loud, which yeah, is an interesting one. They yeah. are not. They are not having a good time right now, and. I feel for all the fans who are massive fans of Silent Hill 2, like yourself, Amy, and everything. Yeah, it's fine. We've like, been used to this. But, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, this is just going to sound like it's just going to be constantly like this all the way to potential release. I'm going off what the, what the uh, whenever it comes out. And yeah, it sucks. And like... I hate it here. Can I just, I'm just going to say it. I hate it here. Like... The, I, I plugged in my a P, a P, a PS2, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and the disc that was in the PS2 was Silent Hill 4. <laughs> and I, <laughs> for, for a brief moment, I was transported back in time to a time when Silent Hill was an... In, being a Silent Hill fan was an enjoyable experience. Was that the Silent Hill 4, The Room? Yes, it was. Is yeah. that a different one? Okay, right. That, that was The Room, yeah. 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 Uh, I miss, so, sorry, I miss do- it. I miss it. Sorry, I'm just. Do I'm, we have a Do we have a release date for Silent Hill Two? Uh, no, they, they reckon it's 2020. PlayStation blog put out a post of uh, a month or so ago saying 2024, baby. And I mean, I can buy it. Like 2024 sounds reasonable. Mm. Yeah, especially okay. as like PlayStation was saying, no major existing franchises. Basically, from their first parties are coming so for yeah, this they, year until they've got to rely. So, they're relying more this year, I reckon, on their their unknown games like Concord, for example, and also their third party publishing partners like Konami and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. See what I did? There? <laughs> I did. I got to the end. <laughs> it was very quick. It was, <laughs> uh, but obviously, like they they have console exclusives as well, which is going to see them through. Um, it but, doesn't matter. They like they're yeah. in the same position Nintendo were in in 2020, where they only released one major console exclusive. Like PlayStation, don't have to release uh, Last of Us, a Ghost of Tsushima, or Uncharted, or whatever. Like they can they can coast. Um, and what's interesting is like I don't think I don't I don't I'm, like it's something I'm I've sort of put together between the Xbox shenanigans, PlayStation talking about oh the PS5 is entering the latter half of its life cycle. 
is that console generations are usually about six to seven years, and it takes yep. longer than that to make a game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's a bit of a disconnect coming in terms of how long it takes to make a game and how long a console is out for, which is a larger discussion. I don't want to get into right at the tail end of this podcast, but like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It, you know? it is, but then to, to your point earlier about, uh, you know, the, the difference between generations are so incremental now that it probably doesn't have as much as an impact Let's these days kind of them. thing. Let's just yeah. not do them anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, why do we need a PlayStation 6, Sony? I know why you need a PlayStation 6. Why do I need a PlayStation 6? That's, that's going to be the... Ball. Ball. It's gone. Uh, that's what gonna be. What's going to be the the USP which is going to push you over the line? Which is going not just it it does things prettier, it does things faster, and uh, you know it's a it's not in the shape of <laughs> the monstrosity, the size of the PS5 was kind of thing. It'll be even bigger this time. It's, I, I don't know what the the delta is going to be aside from putting in uh, tech like a. Uh, DLSS that uh, you know Nvidia putting in, so it'll be like AI super sampling and scaling and things to uh, to to make things have more frames and stuff. But uh, you know, there's, there's also a larger conversation that uh, people buying TVs which can support higher than 60 frames a second are not mainstream yet. A lot of people haven't adopted them yet. So whether the 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 t- the, the actual monitors and TVs that people are using to uh, run their consoles through. Well, there's a disconnect there as well, but I don't know what the the USP would be other than it does things better, faster, stronger, or all that jazz. Basically, yeah. Like, oh, but it's going to have the exclusives. Well, most m- one, most of the PS5 exclusives have also released on PS4 this year. Two, <laughs> I'm starting to reach that point where all of your games feel very similar to each other, and I'm not playing as many of them. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm I'm usually more like as Moody knows, like in terms of things like that, I'm usually more sensitive to that kind of thing than most people. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. If if your if your catalog is dominated by third person uh, action adventure games uh, with you know similar ish mechanics and things, and then yeah, you you are gonna have <laughs> there's an expiry date on on when all that stuff starts to get stale for you. Yeah, everyone has that tipping point. Um, mm-hmm. Look at look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> hey, Deadpool three apparently is going to save it all. Hell yeah, Marvel anyway. Jesus. The thing is about it, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go off in a different direction, here, but go for it. that's only fallen because bad films. If the films were good, all of them, pretty much, I think there would be a completely different conversation. That's the thing about it. For that, like, so I don't agree with the that, that settlement when it comes to it become that it, that's just because of what oh no like uh, no my, my point wasn't films were great. my point wasn't superhero fatigue is 100 percent like to do it to like the yeah. downfall of marvel mm-hmm. or whatever like yeah you're right they have been producing things from what i've heard that aren't very good mm-hmm. um yeah and they are sadly which is just one of those things that just hit them hard yeah, so they've also like uh, put a super high target for them because everybody's chasing that high of you know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. They still yeah, have yeah. to continuously go up and up and up and up and up and up forever, and that's totally Capitalism. sustainable and possible. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, yeah. that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll see. Let's close this podcast out. 
it is time some fun things for a shitload of open critic head-to-head results <laughs> all come through all at once good times um yep so all the live service games have popped off uh, on open critic head-to-head um and we have scores for all of them we i realized last week that i completely forgot skull and bones was coming out <laughs> so we never did an open critic head-to-head for it which would have been uh there's nothing good for it anyway. So. Nah, there's reviews. So technically we can't. There's reviews, but there's no score yet. So if you wanted to do a score, we could technically do not, it. Not as... Mm. Nah. Mm. I think the moment's passed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm just... I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying if you wanted to, I'm just... I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote, even though I'm going to say the saying I hate, I want to say the saying what I'm going to say. Playing devil's advocate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the, the score's not the score's not up yet. Yeah, the score uh, is up yet. Is... If you enjoy being devils and their advocates, then I've got the video game for you. It starts with a B and ends in Aldersgate Gate 3. <laughs> you get to hang out with a whole lot of devils in that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes, my yes, PC yes, character out. was very much... <laughs> hang out. Yeah, everything devil. was definitely hanging out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> in any form that, in any form that takes your fancy, it, you yeah. had options in that game. It, it gave you the choice if you wanted to be in this form or this form. Or, I, forgot, yeah. I forgot to put this in the story two weeks ago. It's through Skill Up who I saw this. So apparently, do you know that they're like, apparently, like, um, they're doing people, the gamers of the, who love Ballsgate are doing speedruns to how fast you can get laid. Yeah, they've been doing it in the game. The game yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't realize keep... this. Apparently, someone's done it. Like in like four minutes or it's something an, yeah. like that. I'm just like, well, it was. It was, quite, they, they, they was. It was like two minutes. It was. But quite, then yeah, Baldersgate yeah. did an update, and they went, "No, you can't do that anymore." So it's so so broken, and I can do it in four minutes now. <laughs> I know. Like we talked about this when I talked about uh, GDQ uh, a while ago. And I know, like you, you, you don't particularly vibe with speedruns, but like the the Baldersgate three speedrun from GDQ is about thirty minutes long, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it is incredible <laughs> the things that happen in that in that speed run like you get and that's not like the 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 the, the, the act two ending where it's like yeah you can you can technically finish the game in act two yeah. like it's an all-act speed run and like you do some wild shit <laughs> it's definitely no. worth a watch it's very entertaining um but yeah no the, the latest patch is... yeah the the latest patch apparently improved the smooching and you can get a whole, a whole lot of better smooching in, in, See, in this game now. So, yeah. This is why when me and Moody reviewed the game last year, when I reviewed the game and Moody was there, I said, this is a game that's amazing. It's one of my favorite RPGs, but wait for the Definitive Edition. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for That's before I get it. Yeah, do it. I'm waiting for the uh, 150 uh, that was... quid Definitive Edition that I it will was, most definitely probably it was my buy. It was my game of the year in 2023, and my, but my advice was just hang Hold your horses yeah. on it, because you're mm-hmm. gonna get a better game than I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everyone's beta testing it right even now. So Vitz, it's all good. Even Vitz, even got a better game than I got because he got the epilogues. I didn't get those. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, but thi- thank, thank, sorry. <laughs> so thankfully, I was in a position where if I was playing a dwarf character and uh, you were in a romance scene with someone who was uh, of a, a normal human humanoid height that when they kissed they wouldn't just be kissing thin air each other 
They fixed up at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this time it's time for Open Credit Card to Head. This is the game we play every week where we try to guess the Open Credit average of upcoming games. For the last few weeks, we've been guessing mostly live service games, waiting for those reviews to drop, and those reviews all dropped this week along with you know Mario versus Donkey Kong. I'm sure maybe you'll have some things to say about that when we get to it. But first, we tried to guess the Open Critic average for Hell Divers 3. I guess it no Vitz guessed it would be a seventy eight seventy eight. Helldivers two. Yes. <laughs> Vitz guessed it would get a seventy eight. Third one already? <laughs> Moody guessed it would get an eighty two. Amy guessed it would get a seventy seven. At the time of recording, Helldivers two has an critic average of eighty three, which means Moody gets one point. Next up, which I guess the open critic average of form stars friendships formed in form the official subtitle of the game. Don't look it up, just oh, trust yes. us. Vitz guessed <laughs> it would get a 77. I Moody guessed it would get a 75. I guessed it would get a 70. At the time of recording, form stars friendships formed in form has an open critic average of 62, which means Amy gets oof. one point. GG's <laughs> Amy. The oof was at that score. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, from what I've heard, it's not even that bad a game. It's just not particularly amazing and also kind of what i'm hoping to see for skull and bones because i've counterpicked that <laughs> uh, give me that loveliness yeah well you know what when the reviews drop for skull and bones we'll talk because i got some shit to yes. say about skull and bones even though i haven't played it and i'm not going to play it and it's not an opinion about the game it's an opinion about the game's design I know what I mean. Okay. Trust me. It makes okay. sense. That's all they I mostly know what I mean. We also tried to guess the Open Critic average for Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Vitz, you guessed it. We got a 78. Moody, you guessed it. We got an 81. I guessed it. We got a 75 at the time of recording. Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden has an Open Critic average of 81, which means Moody gets two points. The first two points of the year. Don't mess with Dopnod, people. <laughs> they know how to do games. <laughs> Lastly, we tried to guess the open critic average of Mario versus Donkey Kong. Vitz guessed it would get an 83. Moody guessed it would get an 88. I guessed it would get an 80. At the time of recording, God, so close. It has an open critic <laughs> average of 79, which means Amy gets a point. The scores GGs. on the doors after all of that. So far this year, Amy 3, Moody 3, Vitz 0, 1 draw. Remember how worried we Is were it? about Vitz getting all those points last year? <laughs> I don't. I tried to why, warn why you, but you were not him. Why are you teasing him? I want him he's going to gonna be. He's going to be tied by the end come of next week. Come back, if you're going to tease him. He could. It's possible. <laughs> come back, starts now. I was waiting for the break-in while I was doing the Mario versus Donkey Kong thing because you were particularly upset about Mario versus Donkey Kong. <laughs> I'm over it. The marks filled. Right That's all I know. Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> this week we're going to guess, try and guess the upper critic average of two games. One of them doesn't come out ne uh, next week, but I want to get ahead of it in Let's case we get some sorry. early early reviews dropping for mm -hmm. it. But the first one is coming out next week. It is Pacific Drive. Oh, okay. A lot of hype around this one. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. I would like to go with an eighty-two, please. Fitz has got 82. Moody, Pacific Drive. This could literally go anywhere. It could. It's very fun. It really could it go really fucking could. anywhere, this game. Probably down the Pacific route. <laughs> 79. 79. All right. Every 
single fucking game we have tried to pick for this year. I've been <laughs> the voice of negativity. I've been giving it the lowest scores. It's a strategy that's been working for me, i got to say. I'm enjoying it first. <laughs> so it, it, it's never failed, huh? I've technically guessed the most games correct. But not this <laughs> week, dickheads. <laughs> and not just because this is in my fantasy critic team, although it's definitely playing a part and we wanted to try and like get this score up a bit. I'm just saying, you know, any game reviewers out there want to give this game a 10 out of 10, do it. Just do it. Oh, she's at it again. <laughs> do it for me. 85. I don't think that's a bad chat. I don't think that's a bad There's a lot of positive previews for the game. Um, yeah. That's basically yeah. what I'm basing it off. But it's mm-hmm. time for the main event. Oh. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The game that I... Vitz did not pick in Fantasy Critic. Will this come mm-hmm. back to haunt him by the end of the year? Who knows? Especially if the game is Especially if Metaphor doesn't come out. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> There's a plenty scope here for egg on my face. Uh, I would like to go in with a very strong 92, please. Okay, okay. We've got a 92 popping off on the board. Moody. We've been in this situation so many times. Legend of Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) We know it's going to be up there, but how far up there do you think it's going to be? They did really. They are coming out with a patch on the twenty first to improve the performance mode of the demo and subsequently the final game. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone I talked to uh, hadn't seen the state of play, and I sent him the link, and then I saw him a little bit later after watching. He was just like, "What did you do to me?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm even more excited. That's it. So the remake got an eighty eight. It all ultimately depends on how big this game is and how much they're doing of the fur of the of the of the game. They are going the game will end. Take this for whatever it's worth, because they can do things in any order they want. The game will I think end I know where it's f- gonna end. At the end of disc one. Which is the big, which is the, yeah, the big thing. It's yeah, big that's thing. what I think it's going to be either as well. Uh, audio listens. I just took my headphones out because, in case there's any spoilers, <laughs> there weren't. Yeah, okay. no, there was not. There was not. There were not. Only if you've played the first game. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my knowledge previous have been pretty well received. Uh, yeah, the demo seems to be mm-hmm. going down quite well as well. And that's the least interesting part of the game. It's a fucking flashback. <laughs> <laughs> it's origi- an awesome flashback. In the original game, it's a 30-minute flashback. You fucking hammer X on for fucking 30 minutes trying to trying to get through <laughs> so you can play the rest of the game. I need to send you a uh, short that uh, Gina Darling did on uh, her podcast show, Bobas, with... Uh, uh, with uh, Olive May, and it's amazing. So I've never, uh, you know, Sephiroth is someone who attracts the thirsty kind. I will say sure. I've never seen a thirsty take quite like this. Oh, you see, oh, <laughs> to share yeah, it with you, first over that man. No mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that. but this takes it to whole new levels. <laughs> Fuck it, get be his body for a bit. Ninety mm. three. 93. Is that it? 93? <laughs> I, I thought you were like 96. 
Hey, Moody. Moody, Moody, Moody. Quick, quick, quick. Do you remember, you remember the, the Legend of Zelda? Breath of the Wild 2. Tears, also known as Tears of the Kingdom. Breath of the Wild 2. When we did an open credit card, and you were like, oh, I'm going to go 96. And I slammed my fist down on the table, and I said 97. It was the st- stupidest play I could have made. Because Wasn't I was like, it The Last of Us 2 when you did that? I did that. I think I did it twice. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> last, sure of that, yeah. I slammed my fist down on the table, and I made the dumb play. I split, I went with my heart, 97. I should have gone 95. Statistically speaking, you know, there's a lot more numbers <laughs> on that side than there is on the yep. other side. But it's worked for me before. I'm going to go for it again. Nine and a seven makes a 97. You're going for hey. the best, for it to be the more, one I'm of our best highly rated games Game of, of the time. year, baby. Wow. 93 could be game of the year. 92 it's would say it's a game of the year. Let's just be frank here. You're going game of the fucking generation here. <laughs> Let's not go that far. We're, 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 we've had some good games Yeah, that's already been gobbled up by Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate. Baldur's Gate, Tears, like you know, yeah. we've had some good games this generation. I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, that's where I'm going. Fight me. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> the funny thing is, the thing is, I think this game is going to rate really highly. There's no doubt. I'd truly be very surprised. But I'll be, what I think is going to also happen is that the, the score is going to land on all three of us at one time. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be at 97. It's going to start It'll at go to 93. It's going to yeah. slide down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 the story behind that for you, Vips, was uh, Breath of the Wild. And Moody was like, I mean, it's going to get a 96. And I literally just went... 97 and it was a 97. When <laughs> <laughs> it all shook Same out for Last of Us, and she almost had it for The Last of Us, and then it and then it went down. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take the big play. That's it. Dancing yeah, in the end zone. Play. I got to show ball a little bit. Because then it's when I lose, we're all I can at least say, you know, so well, you know, I went for the big swings and lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I find it's a great strategy. <laughs> Hey, it almost worked. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, that's going to do it for episode 390 of the Words About Games podcast. Oh, yeah. Fun one. It's been a fun one. Hell yeah. All of my equipment is, is still in one piece after talking about the Xbox showcase. Either. Business update. So I think that I call that a successful podcast. I- I'm just glad that your Xbox like turned back on again. <laughs> Imagine if it didn't. Because <laughs> like, it was broke. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, the right. bits oh, no. the, the, the are horribly wrong. <laughs> just there banging on the top of it, trying to get <laughs> Just looking at the camera, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Xbox might actually be dead. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to us, Xbox. I... Come back. I look forward to talking about whatever we didn't talk about next week. I'm really, I'm just really happy. I we we finally got to do the like dragon review. I've been looking forward to it since before the game came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was a great review, even though I wasn't here for half it. I covered for you. It's fine. Yeah, we had a we had a great conversation. Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's a great game. Go check it out, people, and we look forward to coming back next week on a regular time. <laughs> Normal day. Shit, it's Friday. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told you I was. I told you two hours ago. I was going to need reminding. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was reminding right. people. 
Uh, it's that time of the day when lizard brain is active. Moody <laughs> goes us out with some words of something. I don't know, wisdom, positivity, hate, right, whatever you want. All right, peeps, you want to know one thing? Which is just a matter of a fact. You are fucking awesome, and don't ever tell, don't let anyone tell you you are not, because you deserve to be here, and we're all here to help you anytime, any day. Be awesome. Have an awesome weekend. Peace out. It's video game day. Celebrate video games. Woo! Thank you for beta testing all those games, Microsoft fans. <laughs> <laughs>